listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. What you want? You a house? You a car? 40 acres and a mule? A piano? A guitar? Anything. See, my name is Uncle Sam. I'm your dog, motherfucker. You can live at the mall. I know you're kind. That's why I'm kind. Don't have any receipts? Oh man, that's fine. Pay me later. Wear those gators. Cliched and say, fuck you haters. I can see the bottle in you. I can see the dollar in you. You the white side, but it's no white collar in you. But it's whatever, though, because I'm still following you. Because you make me forever, baby. Call it all together, baby. Then hit the register to make me feel better, baby. Your horoscope is a Gemini two sides. Hey, welcome to the Black Outers podcast with your host Rod and Karen. And uh, we're in the house and we're getting echo. God damn it! We did all this shit before the show. I don't know where it's coming from. Let me see. Jim, we're getting an echo from your mic, man. You got you got an echo from my mic? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, where. Let me see. One two one two. All right, it's gone. I don't know where it came from. Um, <laughs> wait do you do you hear the do you hear the echo now nope Mm-mm. okay As so you- yeah you know what it's if i keep the mic like because i have the uh headphones i have the mics mm-hmm. mic on it mm-hmm. i put it closer to me then the echo seems to be going away that okay. well there we go man hopefully we figure so- it out well, uh, as you guys can tell out there in podcast land from the technical difficulties, we got the three Negroes on. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. What up, what up, what up? What's what, 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 what? Um, we out here. Uh, I love y'all, man. I'm Me glad too. y'all can make it. Um, uh, thanks, man. We appreciate know, it. Y'all, y'all are worth any technical difficulties. We yes, get, y'all man. are. I don't care. <laughs> um, oh, thank you. That's so sweet. We love you, fucking. I listen to you like every day. It's so great. Oh man, it's it's, it's uh, black love all in the building, man. Um, yeah, yeah, man. man. You've well, been very, really, really very supportive with us, and we uh, we try to shout you out. Man. Really appreciate it. Yeah, uh, well, and, and and we love you so much that these niggas got on my back like you know they would have Next time you better be someplace organized and can't be cars <laughs> and open mics and people buying pizza and cigarettes around you. I get it, man. So, <laughs> yeah, I felt like we were <laughs> we were part of Neruda's like reality show or something. It was, yeah. Wow, just for you, just for you, right? I left the streets, man. I got, I got a put on a suit. I, I appreciate <laughs> it. I, I got appreciate shoes on. I appreciate it, man. Uh, it felt last time. I think you stopped for a slice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you took the subway he home. Like in between, yeah. like, what? <laughs> he took an Uber somewhere. Like it was crazy. Yeah, um, it, it sounds about right. Yeah, it's some. I mean, the good news is if something would have happened to you during that period of time, you would have had a whole lot of witnesses. Right. Um, <laughs> someone would have been like, "Run your shit." We were like, "Yeah, he uh, he getting robbed over off of 14 <laughs> Fourteen. But how <laughs> embarrassing is if you get you get run up on by some small nigga like wow, a whole fucking thousand people are listening. <laughs> you get you could be giving us like his description though while you getting robbed. Like, oh man, damn, you got me. You about five foot three. <laughs> He's got a T-shirt on that says "Money over bitches." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's, got a, he's got a red Chicago Cubs hat on. I like that hat. I like those shoes. That match was going down on Avenue. That's yeah. that scar over your distinguished chin. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> that really identifiable yeah. <laughs> birthmark. Yeah, that uh, that identifiable tattoo that says uh, Claudine nine two eighty one to uh, to uh, seven eight two thousand one. That's a nice tattoo you yeah, got there. That's dope, man. Interesting. I wonder if uh, I wonder if anyone could spot that in a lineup. <laughs> Um, well, you guys can find them on, uh, Facebook. Yeah. Uh, Facebook.com yeah. slash three anegros, the, the number three anegros, but you can also just type in the, like, T-H-R-E anegros and go to that Facebook page. Yeah, if you go to the T-H-R-E-E anegros, yes. that's, uh, that's one we use. We have okay. the other one, like three with a number, but we don't really fuck with that one. Oh, okay. Well, shit, let me change this in our show notes then. I'm doing <laughs> that right now. Yeah. Oh, uh, and also, like, I say you go there and you like submit. Why would you write that? Which is uh, one of my mm-hmm. favorite segments. Mine too. I always anonymously submit like people's <laughs> people's ratchet shit that I see. Where I'm just like, I don't want to be associated with it, but I, <laughs> so, someone else need to see this. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, and you know, it's great because I feel like Rod, you and I just have a wellspring of ratchetry <laughs> in our, our Facebook wall feed where it's just like, I'll never run out of anything. I, su- I submitted one of them. I submitted one of them. I was going to say, Rod, I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, it's only good to, to read your joints. I'm like, oh, these are funny. <laughs> yeah, I submitted one to you guys where a guy was like, I'm about to go to family didn't do me right i'm about to go to jail and i'm out i'm about i won't be on here <laughs> yeah, so, yeah so i waited like i don't know man like six months or so and i went back to that post and i just was like so whatever happened to this dude and his brother replied like none of your business and i was like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> oh man i don't know what See, happened to that's the thing about the why would you write that is we don't really do a where are they now segment <laughs> <laughs> oh my god we should holy shit uh, we totally should that could be like his own show we we catch up with our why would you write that so, like, so have things changed yeah, how is everything working out for you uh you said you bought did that you nigga. actually kill your baby daddy <laughs> you bought that nigga some shoes and a new car so did he take that new car and them shoes and move away or no <laughs> Um, yeah. He's still smashing the lady yeah. <laughs> that he slept over at while he was pregnant. Ah, he's still doing that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and and then Naruto's no longer on Facebook, man. What's up, dog? Oh man, I, I I posted this thing about fucking Kanye, and of course, because he's so ignorant, a bunch of ignorant motherfuckers came out, and it got out of control. And this chick wrote that she loved back, and I was a little drunk, so I wrote, "That's because you're racist." And then before you know it, it was just like thousands of fucking people commenting on it. And somebody wrote, somebody reported that my name isn't the Care Bear. So therefore, I got a fake name on Facebook. So I got to prove that I'm the Care Bear to get back on Facebook. Oh, shit. So it happened over some petty shit? Over some petty shit, dude. It's bananas. Oh, petty on fleek. I love it, man. I mean, I hate that you got kicked off, but I love that somebody was that fucking petty. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you, oh, you know, you know what that shit did? That shit came on your uh, post and just posted uh, pics of Care Bears all up and down your line, like they do the bees. <laughs> yeah, they they really like remember. the beehive, like the beehive with the bumblebee emoji. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it, like, it got so it got so out of control. I mean, people was posting memes or type of shit, but you were really turning over the top. Was it like 
my educated friends, or even my hood friends, it was the comedians who jumped in and started making fun of regular civilians. Oh. And that's when we started hurting niggas' feelings. Right, because... Yeah, that's not fair. That's a real unfair fight right there. Yeah, that's that's like a 10th grader fighting a 5th grader. Like, y'all ain't even on the same, you know, grade level as far as the jokes go. And, you know, and everybody, don't they think they can take the jokes but they really can't take them i personally can't help myself like i uh saw josh homer was getting into it with some people because he was making another like uh tongue-in-cheek uh like uh like he'll take like a video where like a woman has like a baseball bat with a knife on it swinging at a dude and then be like and then be like so and now is it okay to hit a woman because if not then you don't believe in feminism because really you should like trying to spin it on his head and then i'll wait for people to get mad and i'll come in later and be like god this just makes me so sick josh you just keep looking for the one time where it's okay and and you really have a problem and all this shit and then I like I like all the statuses of all the people that disagree with them, and then I won't say anything that is else. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> so. I love that. I like liking the, the fucking antagonist statuses. That's what it's about. Yeah. So oh my, my god! The next time you do it, I'm totally gonna play along. Oh my god! Yeah. Like, I, you know who? Else? I really thought that you were better than this. Right. Like, you know, I know you. You're a great guy, and this is really disappointing. Right. You know who else is good for is JL Covan because he'll do it every once in a while where he'll try to be like you know uh i don't know ghostbusters changed their cast to all women so now there's two movies i won't be seeing it then i'll come in and be like yeah. like after a couple people come in then you go like really jay like <laughs> I, I thought you would i thought you would support women wasn't your wasn't your ex-girlfriend an actress i mean wow that's <laughs> This is really disrespectful to everybody. And don't just, you don't you love your mom? Like this is really disappointing. <laughs> yeah. and, then I, then, and then I just untag myself from the shit because I like I don't. I don't want none of the notifications or the hundred page thread or whatever. Actually, Jail's doing our stand up show uh, next week. Yeah. Yeah, uh, dog. Yeah. Yeah. So you know. It's so weird because, like, you know, you know all these, like, podcasting comedians or whatever, mm-hmm. and, like, our world is getting smaller and smaller while, like, you're helping our world get bigger and bigger. So, like, while I know JL and Josh before this, like, I feel like I know them a little more intimately now because, like, I've heard them both on your show a couple of times, you know? Well, so, I hope, yeah. hope uh, hopefully, um, and then vice versa, like, I'm trying to get, uh, Alex English on eventually. Oh, yeah, oh I love him. Yeah, yeah like big, we hear. He's a good friend of the show, man. Exactly. Yeah. I hear people on other people's shows, shows and we're like, oh, we got to get that person on. Right. So, you know, it, it's, it's everybody's helping each other, man. Mm-hmm. And then with, uh, stuff like that i'm just waiting for someone to put out a cd and put us in the liner notes that's all you know oh <laughs> so yeah, like, thank you thank you rod and karen it's great yeah. you helped mm-hmm. put all these niggas together and now we got a comp- compilation cd <laughs> awesome. i'm just gonna make it's gonna be like a bad boy joint from the 90s where it's like <laughs> maybe Mayuda comes in and punches up my tag like yeah nigga and it's just out you know yeah, yeah. I'm, just, I'm, I'm just gonna make everybody feel bad bad that doesn't do it until somebody does because like chris, chris lambert did uh they did an interview with chris lambert in this publication and he shouted out uh the guys from um three guys on mm-hmm. and i was like mm-hmm. oh oh word so so we don't get a shout out so. beef right podcast beef nigga 
can I say something? Yeah. I brought up 90s mixtapes. And I realized how old I was the other day because I was talking with this guy and she was talking about all the shit she wore. And I realized everything I want already happened in the 90s. Like, I said I wanted an Eddie Bauer for an explorer. And she was like, what's that? <laughs> wow, oh, no. Yeah. Yo, I want that Hilfiger goose, son. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you got them 40 below Tim's, nigga? <laughs> I want a, a Miami Hurricane starter jacket. <laughs> That's all I need. I want yeah. Can I shout out all the uh, rap groups in the late '90s, early 2000s that were a movement? Mm. You know, like a yo, we them. a movement, son. We a movement. Oh, them movies. Y'all ain't moving nowhere. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't even fuck with each other no more. Mm. Where's yep. Frank Mac, yo? Where's Frank Mac? Ah, he fell off the face of the earth. Just like Unicron. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> i just you know you got you want to get those shouts out and whatever yeah well look man y'all should go check out three negroes podcast like i said i love it please do uh, i don't never miss an episode and i think uh you guys should all get on it too man um are y'all ever gonna release the um un like the the the, the ones oh, that are like in the, one, the, the cutting room floor yeah episodes uncut mixtapes <laughs> yeah yeah um we may have to like we may, like the, the the three of us may have to sit down and have like a listening session to all of it. Like, yeah. that, like, it might it might get contentious. I'll let you guys in on a little bit. For example, if you guys don't mind, yeah. there we tried to do an uh, we tried to do a uh, a uh, defend the a, indefensible. Yes, a segment called defend the indefensible, where. Uh, one of us would try and defend an indefensible position. Mm-hmm. And I, thinking I'm a lot less sensitive than I am, came up with the idea that maybe we could defend, uh, uh, or like defend black men who prefer white women. Oh. And, oh. and, yep. and, and, and got really into character. <laughs> and, <laughs> I, I, um, I uh, got uh, a lot emotional, mm. I think. Rod, Rod, yeah. Karen, it was like, if you could see like a montage, it was like the Hindenburg crashing, it was a building imploding, there was just a volcano erupting, it was just a cut of all these natural disasters. Oh, as I sat, as I sat there, cause usually, usually I can diffuse these situations, but I went, nah, this is just gonna fly off the handle. <laughs> And not to mention the fact that I was I was a little intoxicated and I wouldn't let go. Like I kept pushing her to the point where we just looked at each other. When I should have been like, "Hey, we're just this is a this is a part of the thing," but instead I said it in a different tone, and she was like, "Nigga, don't talk to me like that." And we, yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, that. Does yeah, as soon as like I it. heard "Don't talk to me like that," I'm like, "Well, this episode's crap." Yeah, I remember. Um, <laughs> yeah. I remember when we first started our podcast and people used to be like, why don't you guys argue more? And I was like, because I have to fucking live here. Like, <laughs> yeah, just, exactly. like I don't There's know. There's a whole marriage that we have <laughs> exactly. to keep going. Like, I can't just be like, well, I'm going to my apartment. Uh, you have a good day. Like, y'all going to get me fucking stabbed. Right. 
right 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 yeah because yeah, you fuck around but like don't talk to me like that it's gonna be uh repercussions right. you know it's like okay what, what, you know it's gonna get personal real personal well speaking of getting personal, yeah like there be oh. family members jumping right and shit like yo you're right. Right. <laughs> right. talking to karen like that nigga so, yeah we, uh, on wednesday i'll be like well i'm here by myself just rod and me <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, Karen decided to take Rod some time and off. Ice pack. Yeah. <laughs> Rod and this slab of meat I got over my eye. Fuck out. Yeah. Uh, learned some valuable lessons Tuesday uh, about respect. <laughs> Uh, about, about respect talking to people how about, to talk to yeah, them about tone of my voice right it, actually the the podcast will probably sound more like this hey guys uh, <laughs> it's rod don't <laughs> now nah, i always talk like this hold on hold on she coming she coming she coming i'm, I'm just on, i'm on facebook <laughs> Um, there might there might be little parts of this show where I call it the pretend I'm asleep hour. <laughs> so you can just hang out for like thirty minutes or so, yeah. and I'll be back on. And our, our new segment brought to you by Tweaked Audio is the pretend to be asleep segment. some NyQuil sponsors for that one. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say uh, we were talking about that earlier on our joint too, because it's like yeah, we get a chance to take a break from each other. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and we all have different lives and different careers or whatever. So it's like, then when we get back with each other, I think we do miss each other. And so it's like, all that other shit is kind of under the bridge. I mean, sometimes shit just pops up. But for the most part, but I think we, we come back on a clean slate because we don't have to ever fucking see each other until the next show. That's dope, man. That's yeah, like, it's be. really cool. Sorry to cut you off. No, go ahead. It's like really cool because... um Jim and I weren't, like, friends. Like, Neruda was like, oh, let's do, like, Neruda and I decided to do a podcast together. And then he was like, I know a nigga who has equipment. And I was <laughs> like, well, I met him one time. So, like, <laughs> so it's like we, um, so we just, like, started with Jim, and it's been a year, and I feel like I know him pretty well. Like, I talked to him about stuff. He talked to me about stuff. And, like, Certainly, it wouldn't have been a relationship that had we met outside of this thing that we're doing and had we not continued what we're doing, we probably wouldn't run into each other. Like, we love it. Like, New York's comedy scene is so big. Like, there are different circles. Like, Neruda and I bump into each other sometimes. And Jim, I had only met him one time before we did the show. Like, so it's so easy to, like, move through your life, passing through people, passing by them, not seeing them. But I feel like these guys are like my brothers. Like, I got their back for sure, Mm. you know? Ah. That's right. Ew, vomit, gross. Ew. Nah, it's, nah, it's ratio, like a, ratio to motion. That means that she's soft. Yeah. Yeah. You soft, right? Yeah. Yeah. Really cares about another person like a human being. Having feelings yeah. and shit. I'm about to go yeah. on your. I'm about to go on your Facebook page. Don't Tell everybody. Do not. I feel like playing. <laughs> I feel like playing Orange Juice Jones is crying in the rain right now, man. I got the close like that. um but nah that's dope man jim is like the kid on the block that had the transformers and then y'all just went over his house all the time yeah pretty much (laughs) it was like well it's funny because neruda approached me about it he's just like all right so you know i have this idea for a podcast where ray and i will talk i'm like oh what am i gonna do (laughs) <laughs> I was like, well, nigga, you got the eight or eight. So I don't know. You think it's fixed for shit. I don't know. <laughs> just uh, moderate the episode. 
Like, yeah. Did you you ever consider, (laughs) did you ever consider not being on mic, Jim? Like, just. No, well, the thing is, is that, like, I, uh, I was doing, like, I had another podcast before this one. And, uh, you know, so, like, I had experience with, you know, being on the mic and, you know, doing the, like, the production, uh, aspect of it and everything. So when they were just on the, when they were just doing the show or whatever, it was just kind of instinctual for me to jump in mm. when there'd be some funny quip to throw out there just cause I wouldn't, shit man, if I'm on a podcast and y'all are talking, I'm going to be saying something. What, what's your original podcast? What was your original? Uh, the original one I had was called the Donkey Sphere Debate, which, uh, was code for assholes talking. Mm. And it was more like a talk radio format. As a comic friend of mine, Josh Potter and I, we were running it. And basically what it was is we just had our friends on the show and there was really no format. Mm -hmm. And so we would just talk for an hour. And so that kind of just, it kind of fell apart just because, you know, I, I didn't realize this, but, uh, people just don't want to just hear people talk about nothing. Like, another thing though, it's like this. We had done Days Without Borders. Yes, that's right. And so, so that was the only thing that Ray had heard of your work, and I guess maybe you could call my part of that work. Um, <laughs> uh, and 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 you know we you know I just went to a strip club and spent money, but then you were like, hey, let's put this on this podcast, and then she heard it, and Ray you know told me that it was funny, and so from then I was like, from there I was like, well, this is the dude that we can do this other project with if you want to do it oh i didn't i never i didn't know that was a uh a thread of the story uh so i don't know uh rod did we ever tell you about daddies without borders no Mm -hmm. yes you did do not repeat the story yes you did yeah y'all told us about it on here yes it's when they go to the strip club on valentine's day and they give the cards yes i do remember (laughs) that that is ridiculous (laughs) um thanks karen (laughs) it may have sounded like me and ray were judging y'all and uh if it did if it did then i apologize because it's true oh, it was no judgment over here i was judging no listen i don't judge them <laughs> i love strip clubs i just didn't want him to tell the story again that's mm, all there we go because right. they are so proud of themselves whenever they tell the story <laughs> <laughs> You know, I actually now I kind of do want to hear the story again. To be honest, <laughs> what's going? Like, well, what, what happened? So, since you asked, uh, we uh, yeah. this is two years ago, uh, I, I put out this Facebook post that said, "Look, it's Valentine's Day. I'm going to the strip club. I got Valentine's Day cards. Who wants to go with me?" And uh, who me? I I got cut off. No, no, no. You're live. We hear you. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, so. I put this Facebook post up. It's like, look, I got Valentine's Day cards. It's uh, Valentine's Day. I'm going to the strip club. Who wants to roll? Neruda said, well, I do. And so we went to the club, and we walked up, and the guy at the door checked our bags, uh, checked Neruda's little backpack, and in the backpack he had the Valentine's Day cards, and the guy at the door was like, are you for real? And we were like, yeah, yeah, this is real. So then we walked in, and I've been doing this for a couple of years now. So the bartender at the strip club saw me and goes, "So you got the cards?" I go, "Yep." 
And we just handed out the cards and love was in the air. Oh, I man. bet you it was. That's nice, man. You know, strippers need love too. Yes, they do. And, uh, you know, they're a valuable part of our economy, man. No matter yes. what people say. Hell yeah, right. man. Damn. All, right. All right. Let's, let's talk about some, some, some... um, oh, go is, ahead. uh, yo, is Neruda still on the line? Oh, wait. Uh, is, did we lose, lose him? him? Oh, we did lose him. Hold on. Yeah, so Neruda that got uh, cut off. Okay. Hold on. Um, let me add him back. Let me see. Add people to the call. Add the call. Oh, I feel so bad for your listeners. <laughs> no, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> let me see. Yeah, they probably figure out he took a lunch break. We'll just do it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> this is so ratchet. <laughs> Getting some pizza. He went down to the Publix. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's lamenting over his guy. last Newport cigarette right now, I think. <laughs> Um, so if you want to go to the ratchet. Oh, there he is. There is Naruto. I hear him. Hey, what's, what's up? Yeah, All I'm right. back, man. I don't know what happened. All of a sudden, when Jim Jam was telling the story, uh, I didn't hear him. And then I didn't hear me. And then I hear you. And then I got lonely. <laughs> well, we got, we got you back, man. So we, we, let's, uh, let's get into this news, man. Uh, first things first, man, because everybody's been asking me, are we going to cover this on the show since last night? And I'm telling you guys, I don't know how to necessarily cover. It's gonna be very haphazard, but um, we got Black Academic beef up in this building, man. Yeah. Oh my god. Wow. Oh my god. That's what that long ass article is about. Cause I, I scrolled down that bitch. I was like, nope, I won't be reading this. Nine thousand go words. I was like, I gotta go to sleep. And and the thing is, I didn't eat. Like people were like, I can't wait for y'all to go in. And I was like, I think you mean me. Cause Karen's not reading all this shit. Hell the fuck no. It was like 1, 2 a.m. I was like, bitch, I gotta go to work in the morning. No, now, thank you. Now Karen can testify cause it's, uh, it's, uh, for people that don't know, I'll give you the synopsis. Michael Eric Dyson, or as Karen called him one time, Michael Dyson Jr. <laughs> uh, Michael. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I like that name better, actually. <laughs> yeah. See, I think it was actually Michael Dyson, Dyson Jr. or something crazy like oh, that. Yeah, uh, I love Dyson Jr. <laughs> yeah. Right. It was bad. But, um, <clears throat> Michael Eric Dyson wrote, uh, scathing expose on, um, Cornell West. Now, obviously Cornell West is, a uh, well known black academic scholar, uh, who has written, uh, like a whole lot of books. Been on TV, released a spoken he, word album. He does tours and shit. Oh my god! Yeah, it does. can I just tell you that Cornell West is a Princeton. Um, he's the head of the African American department at Princeton, mm-hmm. and so when I was there, I mean Cornell West, like I was like the only person who didn't really get that excited. Like people go up for this dude. Like it would be really crazy. Like he would show up on campus and he would like walk around and he would have like an entourage like your boy was traveling like rappers it was wow. really crazy he came to do it my dad's house once i didn't hear you wait he did what he came to dinner at my dad's house you know my dad taught a princeton too he was in the head of the african-american studies department oh for real yeah. and you were selling yeah. coke nigga damn yeah what did they know wait did they know did they know you were slanging <laughs> Well, um, Cornell knew, but my dad did. Oh wait, hold on, <laughs> wait, hold on. I, I got clear, can you clarify? Wait, your dad knew, but Cornell didn't, or Cornell knew you were slanging and your dad didn't. No, so my dad knew, and Cornell didn't. Oh, Cornell was, uh, hanging out in Harlem. 
that would have been way cooler the other way around (laughs) (laughs) i was really he was was confessing his 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 crimes i was i was really hoping cornell west did blow with naruda like cornell cornell fronting him a key (laughs) (laughs) i don't even know what cornell listen Listen, Neruda, I don't do this normally, but I'm going to give you this on the arm, all right? My dear, my dear get brother. There, get out there, turn this over, and everything will be great. D- dear brother Neruda. Um, yeah, but, but if Neruda became president, then he'd call him a Tom. So you can't trust this dude. You can't trust this dude. No, like, seriously, like, I mean, I've always had a problem with Cornell West. Yeah. I think that Michael Eric Dyson was a little petty, but I never really, because he was, like, too infatuated with the attention. It was, like, too much. I mean, like, why are you moving around a college campus like a rock star? Right. Yeah, he was in the Matrix. Like, go do some research, my nigga. What's wrong with you? Mm. Like, it would be, it would be too. He brought Jay Z to campus one time. Mm. That was really crazy. He would like do these things. I think you know this is why I don't like Cornelius. He wrote a book called Race Matters, mm-hmm. and my white boyfriend <laughs> in college took his class and read that book and thought he understood me and he didn't so oh, I blame for no less for that shit that is always that is always the worst when someone reads a black person's idea about you and then about all black people and then they oh, yeah. apply individually to you and it's like nigga that's not me I don't you know like Jason Whitlock will say something like hip hop did this and then that person will be like yeah you know it's just a shame what hip hop did to the black community I'm like what the fuck are you talking about right <laughs> right seriously well like, listen I understand you think go ahead I was gonna say listen I understand why you're upset I've seen love and hip hop <laughs> <laughs> I get it <laughs> I know why you're yeah. taking your shoe off right now. And gonna, oh, I've um, seen this. Yeah. So go it's ahead, It's infuriating Ray. to be reduced to like, uh, you know, like, you know, to, to the contents of a book and to have the author of that book walk around and prominently sort of give like synopses of what black people feel like in hip hop slang, spoken word type shit. So that's kind of mm-hmm. my disagreement with Michael Eric Dyson. Yeah. I'm sorry, Cornel West, but please continue. Yeah, he's a prophet, I mean, man. He's a prophet. Um, I was going to say, I've been through the same shit, though. Like, when the inkwell came out, niggas wouldn't give me a rest. Like, so I don't understand why, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, you was a privilege. You get to go to the fucking, you know. Well, it can't be. Well, Naruto, it can't be that bad because nobody saw the inkwell. No, like three three people saw that movie, man. Well, for me, I don't honestly. All I know about Cornel West is that he just a very smart nigga that travels around and does tours. And I'd be like listening to the radio on NPR. They'd be like, Cornel West is coming to shop. Like, okay, great. But I don't really follow his life and story. All I know, he got rap beef with Obama. And that's about it for me. <laughs> that's yeah. exactly it. He hate Obama, dog. And like, it was so sudden because like he actually did campaign stuff for him, and then he, right. And then according to him, he didn't get an invite to the inauguration. <clears throat> and I and, remember that essay, and I was like, "You petty as shit, dog." You he trying was, to hide it as like criticism mm-hmm. of the oligarchy and like criti- like a class war and things like that. 
but you you really mad you didn't get to go to a party. Yeah. And that's crazy that yeah. you started like, a, like, you, like, you like, you campaign. Mm-hmm. What? You really hate that? He said it. He said it on the internet. He said it on uh, multiple interviews, neighborhood. He was like getting interviewed. One interview, he even brought up that uh, a bell hop at his lo- at the hotel in DC was going to yeah. the inauguration, yeah. but but he couldn't get um, uh, tickets he for him and his. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's it pretty. Was, how am I going to take you seriously kind of now? Up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, especially yeah. if you're saying it's about poverty. Like I'm pretty sure the dude working the door. Is. He's a poor man, and right. it's great that he had access to the inauguration. Right, hater. you're such a hater. Which is such a. He's opening doors. He have access. Yeah. I think Cornell West should have had access. No, but he got tickets. Is the point? Yeah. Which but, is even such an elitist thing for Cornell to say, as basically even this doorman got to go, exactly. and I couldn't right. go. Exactly. exactly. And the thing this is, lowly, this lowly tax brackets motherfucker. And the thing is, um, <laughs> according to the article, like uh, the White House did reach out to him to try to get him to come, but he does weird shit like call get from- a washing set, which he needs. <laughs> <laughs> he calls. He calls. Uh, <laughs> he looks good. He uh calls from like he calls from like block numbers and then also if you leave him a voicemail he doesn't necessarily return your call and Michael Eric Dyson was like yeah he does that shit to me or he did that shit to me all the time back when we were friends so I wow. believe I believe the White House you know that oh, so they're not friends anymore hell no he like as soon as you Obama he wrote nine thousand words about how the nigga's mm-hmm. not relevant no more how you gonna be homies wow. after that well what's yeah. funny what's funny is <laughs> yeah, that's hard. in order to get to the nine thousand words in the first place y'all can't be friends you know what i'm saying right, <laughs> right. like y'all weren't yeah. if you stay under 10 you may be able to recoup it you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah, but... oh fuck that nigga he ain't shit well that's nine words i can get back but... yeah like y'all weren't y'all weren't friends for a while to right. do that y'all fell out a long time ago all i know right. is that that uh, him and uh, what you call it did a uh, we man nigga bus tour and Tavis went all Smiley. around the country. <laughs> yeah. was like Smiley. we mad, Tavis we mad, Smiley. y'all. Yeah, I feel like yes. Tav- I feel like Tavis Smiley is <laughs> looking out of the window of PBS. Like I would love to come out and play, but I got a job, guys. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna write Seriously. shit. All right, so this is how I I can't say how everybody should read it I, this is how i read it last night and, and karen can attest to this um basically i fired up the tupac and <laughs> yeah this this is what played for about an hour and some change i was reading that shit was, when you when you saw the opening lines you were like grab your glass when you see tupac <laughs> yep I, yeah. I, I played a Tupac, uh, a Tupac oh, oh, repeat. playlist, uh, for about an hour last night while I read this right. shit. And I was looking like, this nigga still reading this shit? I was like, no, thank you. Yeah, it was like a, uh, it was like 11 uh, p.m. and I was like, I'm gonna get through this. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of live tweeted, so I'll see if, um, if I can kind of make sense of what I typed last night. Um, shout out to the one dude I had to unfollow last night who said the thing that gets me about women. <laughs> <laughs> he said he said the thing that get the thing the thing that gets me about women is that they have the power to change the world but rather use it for generational revenge or capital gain and wait what 
What? The thing what? that he says. The th- <laughs> yeah, really. What? <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, my re- that was my response was, huh? And <laughs> then he replied, "Imagine the world without women." And I said, "I'm good, man. You got it tonight." And, um, imagine the world without women is just a bunch of angry niggas beating off. Like, what are you yeah. even talking about right now? Right. Beating off? Niggas wouldn't beat off. Niggas would murder each other. Right. There's no time to masturbate when you just think about fucking. You'll kill the next nigga, man. There's no pussy. Right. Right. You mean like prison? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've all imagine, seen. Oz. Imagine but the world also, without like, men. How is? How is? So, but but also he contradicted himself, right? Yeah. Because like, if women had power to change the world, that includes capital gain. I mean, we can't change the world being poor, right? Because mm-hmm. that's kind of where we are right now. Yeah, I didn't have time. Women for make it. less. I okay. I, I, okay. Deci- I decided. It's too stupid. It's too stupid for you to even have time or the time making fun of. I decided. I decided it. that that was around Wednesday or Thursday. Stupid. And it's Sunday. <laughs> and it's, I didn't have time for it on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, it's too too early in the week for that. I, I gotta go. I'm, I, I'm still on this. I'm I'm still on this smart, stupid shit that I'm getting. Um, see, Rod, that's a see, Rod, that's a sign. That's a sign of maturity because I'm working on that too. Because like you got to pick and choose these fights. Because like I work with a chick who says shit like that, where I'll just bite my tongue and be like, "Yeah, you're right. Maybe I should give Iggy Azalea a chance." <laughs> right. Uh, all right. Yeah, I'll do it. You know. Yeah. So you just got to be like, "All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah okay. I feel like later in the week, as my patience runs out, I'm willing to have some of these debates, but not oh, not yeah. on Sunday night at the game. Uh, Neruda's uh, Neruda's off the line again. Oh, all right. Let me add him back real quick. Um, it's not. It's and he. It's not his fault. All right, no problem. <laughs> Let me like, see, Adam. Let's see, Brandon, add people. Brandon. It says call Phil. Like it's because of the fucking thing I made. Uh, all right, add to call. My apartment's good. Good. Let's see what we can do here. <laughs> I mean, I'm not shit on your apartment. I'm just... No, I'm just gonna give you a hard time. All right, it should be ringing, Neruda. Um, I'm right here. Right. I'm not shit on his apartment. I'm shitting on the, you know. Cell phone we, 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 we in the hood. We in the hood still, whether I'm on top or on the bottom in the street. Yeah, you no know? doubt. So you grinding. Don't work that well. You grinding. You know, I understand. Sprint don't get service everywhere, man, and it's gonna be all right. <laughs> uh, all right. So, all right. I put on Tupac, hit him up, and I started listening um, and reading it. Um, so, <laughs> my favorite. I'll just go through my highlights uh he's so petty he brought up the time they went to a anita baker concert well goddamn that's 1980 something because <laughs> like anita baker is old y'all like my aunts used to rock to anita baker and they rolled hard for her like back in the day before it was in before it was twitter and all that shit well you hear your mamas and aunts and it was uh anita baker and um was that diane um what is that other old black woman name she uh went to jail because she used to be like um a tarot card reader. De- uh, uh, Dion Warwick? No, no, Dion Warwick. No, Dion Warwick. Right. Yeah. It used to be a beef between yeah, them. Warwick, yeah. 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 Her and Cleo was beefing for a while. Right. And, you know, my aunt was like, I ride for such and such. I ride for such and such. That's when you brought that name up. I was like, God damn. That well, took me to like fifth grade. Th- he's been liking this dude since like 1981 when he wrote like, uh, his first book was like Prophecy Something. Um, uh so he you know he's like you know this dude is a is an idol of mine he was looking up to him uh he mm-hmm. was broke at the time 
so you know he like uh michael eric dyson was broke yeah prophecy deliverance 1982 so michael eric dyson was broke he got his phone number uh got cornell west's phone number called him and was like hey dog i'm a big fan and all this shit and he's like oh i heard about you dear brother and all this shit so he was like if you ever you know like need a job or need a hookup or whatever holler at me uh cornell even wrote his recommendation letter to get uh into princeton where he studied like religion or something like that so like mm-hmm. they was tight um he bought tickets took him to the need a baker concert and it's just so funny because it's so petty like this is why you never turn on your friends because your friends right, your friends know everything old shit everything yeah. they have all your shit man yeah like this isn't a co-worker like this y'all niggas used to kick it so he said um let's see uh west wrote west wrote a letter of recommendation on my behalf when i applied to graduate school in 1984 and helped me let to land it at his alma mater princeton where he had been the first black student to ever earn a doctorate in philosophy and where i became the second black student to earn a doctorate in religion west had a huge crush on the r&b singer anita baker and i got us tickets to see her perform in new jersey after a brief that's back- fucked up mm-hmm. sorry that's messed up after a brief backstage introduction to the singer i had finagled west relived his high school track glory and sprinted up the street in glee when you're trying to get something, man. That's how that came to the agenda to me. I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe it. Yeah, the whole passage is like, yeah, I took that corny nigga to see that R&B chick he was never going to get. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Then he ran up the street like a nerd. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Look at this cornball over here. When he was thirsty for his approval. Like, it It sounds real petty, like you said. He's probably wearing a devil suit and the same type of glasses. <laughs> yeah he brought up that um you like, know you understand my level of blackness <laughs> uh he's, he you brought up the, he brought I up am. the part about the inauguration and that the president did invite him he said obama later told me in the white house that west left several voice messages including prayers from a block number with no instructions of where to return the call a routine <laughs> which a routine with which i was all too familiar um a 2011 interview with chris hedges on truth dig that appeared under the headline the obama deception why cornell west went ballistic west recalled his indignation during the inauguration when he arrived at his washington hotel with his mother and she noted that the bellman had a ticket to the event but not her son i couldn't get a ticket for my mother and my brother west said we we drive into the hotel and the guy who picks up my bags from the hotel has a ticket to the inauguration wow wow my my mom says that's something that this dear brother can can get a ticket and you can't get one honey all the work you did for him from iowa so yeah that was petty of him wow like i said Mm -hmm. you know michael eric that's like a nigga that had like a runner-up part on a different yeah, world, what? and then was bitter about Dwayne Wayne or Mister Mean. I have a question. So his mama, his mama was the hype man. Yeah, his mama was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> his mama was starting to have beef. <laughs> yeah, she was. <laughs> like, look at this, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Nobody uh, treat my child like that. <laughs> uh, uh, nobody mess with my by the, by the way, I bet his his mom asked like 50 people if they were going to inauguration. Mm-hmm. Is a, and like 49 was like, no, it's hard to get tickets. And then that one dude said, yeah. And she was like, look, 
proof <laughs> uh, he also called um he also called he also called um his uh well actually i'll just i'll just read it um this moment for west followed a pronounced and decade-long scholarly decline because he talked about how he hasn't been able to write books and he's been having co-written books and he actually goes into detail about each book and how how they each got worse um and more recycled so he said um let's see here uh uh yeah so he said other people noticed it other academics none more notably than lawrence summers the former president of harvard who clashed publicly with west west departed harvard for princeton in 2002 summers had reprimanded west for his varied side projects everything from advising reverend al shopton's failed presidential bid to his vanity musical ventures (laughs) vanity wow (laughs) yeah I, i love that one um but uh yeah the vanity music mentions was one of my favorite bars um let's see what he <laughs> yes. said my fofo makes sure all your kids don't cry <laughs> but that, but that. <laughs> like um but yeah he um like he, he basically brought up those spoken word albums and he brought them up later too and i mean damn dog like he just went in on on, on buddy um matter of fact yeah <laughs> um so he says uh west is still a man of ideas but those ideas today are vain and unimaginative repackaging of his earlier hits Ooh, oh, oh my god mm. <laughs> oh. Yep. go ahead Ray. see they wanting to do this to each other <laughs> brothers wait 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 speak on that because you got a lot of experience with that speak on that me who jim me i have experience what did my friends shit on me publicly (laughs) yeah no i'm what of course not no i'm saying that the experience that princeton's experience with african-americans who have a high level speaking at at each other through these mediums well i mean there was definitely like the whole melissa harris perry because she was at um she was at princeton too while um, Cornell West was there, and I know they had some disagreements publicly over like what was happening with Obama and how uh, Cornell West was talking about Obama and how Cornell West and Travis Smiley sort of excluded women mm-hmm. from their conversations. You know, their Soul Patrol, I think Melissa called it, but yeah. it was mostly just like people being like, Melissa's mad she didn't get tenure at Princeton, mm-hmm. and. Uh, that might could be a reason, but I love her, so I don't know. I can't speak on anything. I'm not like an expert. I thought you were just saying that my friends don't like me, which <laughs> makes me very sad. Is there something you're implying there? <laughs> I just, I just put my feelings out there. Rod tagged me in a post on Facebook about how I'm sharing my fucking feelings, and then I talk about I'm talking about. Fucking Michael Eric Dyson being a bad friend, and you're like, yeah, I know you got experience with that, right? Yeah. No, God, I can't. I can't. Wibbit just wibbit. I love her to death, but she's the best friend I can ever have. Why is he railing your show, Rod? Without no, no, it's, it's, it's fine. If you want to drop a hot nine nine thousand words about Neruda right now, feel free. <laughs> <laughs> and this is when the three Negroes unraveled. <laughs> uh, so yeah, said, you might not be able to release this episode. <laughs> oh no, nah, I, I don't give a fuck. I'll release anything. I don't care. Y'all got to come find nah, me. We're, 
Now this is good, man. Uh, it's too bad. It's too bad that these two dudes really. Well, it sucks that this is like some like deep seated resentment. Like you oh, said, no, man, like because this doesn't just happen overnight. because you scuff somebody's sneaker. Right. right. Well, Michael Eric Dyson basically. This is what. And by the way, people were getting on him a little bit about even saying something. But I'm on his side on this shit because there's a time where you can be patient with people. And then, like, mm-hmm. because, because you're taking the high road, everyone thinks that that's the right thing to do. Right. And after a while, you're just like, man, fuck this nigga. Like, I guarantee that's what happened. Like, right. he, like, cause, cause he's been getting, he's been getting shit on by Cornell West since the re-election of Obama. So that's 2012. It's 2015 now. Like, it's right. only so many times you're gonna call me out my motherfucking name, dog. Like, that's true. I get to say something eventually. And he's never said anything on the record about it before. Nope. Except stuff like, you know, like, cause it's, it's one of his idols, you know? So it's always been kind of like, well, you know, the, the brother Cornell, you know, sometimes you had disagreements. They try to like squat and then next week it's like. Smooth it over. Yeah, next week Cornell's <laughs> coming out shitting on him again. It's like, all right. Calling him a Tom. <laughs> right. Like, when can I say something? So that's what happened is yeah. he didn't say shit. And by the time his verbose ass did say something, it was 9,000 <laughs> words. Like, he saved all the the words until today. Right. So, all right. He goes on to say he hasn't published without the aid of a co-wi- uh, co-writer a single scholarly book since Keeping Faith, which appeared in 1993. That's a one hot book every ten year average, guys. I, 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 I did the, I did the oh, math. Damn, and that's so yeah. <laughs> Smart up, <enough>, Cornell. <laughs> so he said, uh, "Hope, hope on a tightrope." Two thousand eight is mostly a connection. I mean, collection of Westian wisdom spoken and then transcribed. So basically, say you don't even write your own shit uh weston <laughs> and he went on and did this long diatribe about how like just being able to talk well is not the same as being able to write well and that Ooh, writing true. writing as a process bars that's just so true right yeah. and he said writing as a process makes you critical of your own point of view because you have to go through so many iterations of exactly writing you know, and rewriting and drafts and, and stuff as writing. opposed to just dictating to someone else and types up what you say and right. puts it out and so he was like that's one that's a part of his decline in in his thought process is that he doesn't criticize himself anymore um yeah he goes unchallenged he has a lot of sick of fans around him it's totally true yeah and then like like also it's just kind of like cornell doesn't even really do research like that like part of tenure at a university is that you're doing research and that you're putting out work that mm-hmm. you've researched pretty regularly and i can't think of the last time you wrote something like new like a whole book of research well, like, he, what are you doing he goes on to talk about the the cover of the book uh hope on a tightrope or one of these books he said west west standing at a blackboard with the words what would west say written over and over again like uh you know like a kid who has to be punished and after school and he said a haunting hubris suggesting a parallel to what would jesus do mm. in his memoir brother west 2009 is an embarrassing farrago of uh scholarly aspiration and breathless self-congratulation um, yeah after that i just put ooh, bitch <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i'm like dr perry williams 
who has recently declined from being chairman of the New School University's Black History Program and Sociology Program, and has uh, stopped uh, being a professor at, the, at Princeton because he wants to continue to write and do the research mm. in the work. And that there is the only shout-out that I'll ever give. The big pop dude, love you, kid. Mm, that's what's up, man. Okay. Now you got feelings and shit. Now you throw it out there. <laughs> um, but you know, uh, that first of all, man, you know, I don't think not being modest is necessarily something that is a detriment to people that you know are in the limelight. I think that's probably oh, un- no, oh, no. you know it's kind of unfairly used against people that speak out on causes but it's like particularly black men yeah well just no black people in general like right, they do it to um too. they do it to the They're Ferguson. Mad when you have self-esteem that's true yeah they do yeah. it to the ferguson people now too like you know well you know they just going because it's cameras like well that's the fucking point like right if you just go out there when there's no cameras nobody's gonna give a fuck also yeah. like, right could exactly. you imagine if, if if martin luther king had that attitude like oh we could have crossed the bridge but they got a lot of cameras out there, man, and I don't want to. I don't want to look like I'm not modest. So uh, let's wait till nobody can see us get killed, and then we'll go. <laughs> it doesn't fucking make sense. Let's wait. Let's wait till no one's around to report it, so that when the people do report it, they can say that we are angry savages. Perfect. Let's go. Yeah, but in the but in the for the context for the, right. for, the for the actual pettiness that is happening, I will allow that today. <laughs> You know, no, it's a valid point, right? Like, if yeah. your work, if the quality is not good, right? You're right. patting yourself. You're basically telling me how dope you are without showing me. Right. Which, man, can you imagine you got paid in advance on a book to tell niggas how dope you are? That's right. kind of forever. And now I'm back on Cornell West side. Okay, mm. here we go. More bars. All right, so here we go. Um, <laughs> he says, sketches of my culture, that's his uh, spoken word, which claim that in all modesty, this project constitutes a watershed moment in hi- musical history when it came out. Oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, he also said, brother, yeah. brother, brother, brother West, his book, Brother West, was, was co-written by David Ritz, a writer best known for album liner notes and ghostwriting entertainers biographies. Oh, mm. so now he's he's shitting on all his books now. Um, He said, uh, let's see, he had another one that said, I forget the full name, but it was something fire. Um, And um, and, uh, Eric, Eric, Michael Eric Dyson said, um, somebody else reviewed it, Maschiatra, Maschiatra, who said, it was a strange and disappointing culmination of West metamorphosis from philosopher to celebrity. Oh. Um, <laughs> he said, uh, the centerpiece of his public identity is his belief in pro- about profits and more important, his claim to be one. Then he went through, mm. line, he went through line by line, basically saying like, he's not a prophet. Like he's not beholden to any like true religious values. Damn. Um, Cause he's no, he's not part of any group or church or anything that can like hold him. To, he like, just like, basically called him illegitimate. Right. Yeah. And yeah. he said, he, yeah, he, and he says he hides behind his prophecy because like he'll like, and the other thing he'll do is like, try to pretend to be like a prophet of the <laughs> scholarly lanes. Like, well, I'm kind of a prophet, you know, in, where I, where, uh, a blackademia and he's like well you can't really be that because you're not beholden to any group there that's just more of a metamorphic that's more just like a uh, a meta con- concept right and right, he said yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and he was like um 
also you're like you're only use this shit when you disagree with people so like everybody's wrong except you that's not really mm. privacy you know um he also talked about how he didn't respect other other types of privacy it was like you know if we were if you say like martin luther king's a prophet but you also say like uh it, uh Mark, malcolm x is a prophet you have to understand that there's two different lanes like right yeah there, there's a role for one person that can kind of it like intermingle and kind of get inside organizations and change things from within kind of like the role that sharpton and jackson ended up taking um right and And then an agitator from the outside right and he talked about how sharpton went from agitator and had to kind of kill his old self to kind of become an influencer during the obama administration um and he talked about how jackson kind of got forced into that role because of the death of king um it was like someone got to step up and take the ins because king was very inside at one point until his later years Mm -hmm. so it was like someone has to step in and change policy inside you know so shitting on you know other quote-unquote prophets or people for being inside is kind of counter-revolutionary because those are the people who change things such as the civil rights act and the voter registration act which were both through martin luther king so he was like right how can you shit on that um which is some you know it's some deep shit that's actually i actually really appreciate that point quite a bit yeah um says the same culture that killed king now seeks to kill contemporary expressions of his uh, prophetic itinerary and he talks about Mm. how everybody's trying to co-op king and he has some good he has some bars about like mcdonald's pays people minimum wage but then has martin luther king uh posters and shit during uh black history yeah right well nobody likes to talk about the like the revolution in terms of class that Martin Luther King was trying to push through. I mean, didn't they mark him when he was talking about unionizing? Yes, right. Because he sanitation workers. He was mm-hmm. fucking with that money, man. Like we cool as long as we talking about rights, but don't fuck with our goddamn money. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I mean that's that's all his latter his latter essays and shit. Like he was really out there. I mean, like not quite. Oh, did we lose Ray? Uh, I think you might. Can you hear me? I hear you, James. Uh, Jill, my bad. Uh, let me see. I think yeah, we lost Ray. Uh, Ray's uh, is, where's ne- Neruda here? I think we lost Neruda and Ray. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, I think. I'm calling everybody back. He's calling you back. Yeah. Hey, hey. Yeah, alright. We got Neruda back. I'm calling Ray back. Hello. All right, okay. we got Ray back. Okay. Ray, you were Sorry. making a point. No, it's no problem. You were making a point. You got cut off. You remember what it was? I was just saying, like, I mean, his. I mean, you want to talk? You want to call Obama a socialist? I'm going to say MLK was a little closer to that than we've seen from a like very prominent black leader. You know? Right. right. So like. And that was one of the reasons. That was one of the things that really got got ML. I mean, on top of his, you know, I mean his. Uh, views on race but his views on class are what really started to piss people off Mm -hmm. because he once he started to strike for the sanitation workers they're like oh now he's going after pockets right like so then after money so then michael eric dyson goes in on like what exactly makes him a prophet and he went through (laughs) it was so fucked up like he went through every like type of prophet and then named like seven people doing it better than (laughs) and then he would be like no that Nas line where he's dissing Jay-Z and Ether and he goes compared to beans you whack yes yeah you know it was it was definitely like on some shit like that so he's like uh is it well and and this part I found even before I started reading it 
because i just did a search for uh Mm -hmm. for the word tupac and it was (laughs) and of course it was in there it said is it west self-identification with the poor tupac shakur had that on lock i was like like he forced that in but i appreciate i appreciate him being consistent i knew that was coming oh yeah <laughs> you know, like, so. he gonna talk about tupac today yeah it's like if you go to a basketball game it's like yo i know blake griffin gonna dunk on somebody and <laughs> it's, you know exactly. even though you know it's coming when you see it you be like oh, oh. shit he did it <laughs> um so evidence by his occasional willingness to get arrested in highly staged camera ready gestures of civil disobedience shots fired Oh. Yeah, because well, that shit in Ferguson where he showed up to get arrested on camera. Yeah. I remember being like, that is really egregious. Yeah. That was a little egregious, Bring, that one. It's funny, though, because, like, bringing that up is kind of fucked up because he does give other people props later about um, how, like, Sharpton and guys need cameras and shit. But he's basically pointing sure. out, he's pointing out that West is hypocritical because when he does it, he's a prophet. When Al Sharpton oh, does it, okay. he's just an opportunist, yeah. right? Um, yeah. You know. And it's also like, I mean, again, I, I mean, I, I, I feel like I'm hammering at the same point, but it's like, if West identifies with the poor, yet then basically co-signs his mom being like, mm-hmm. how come this poor person got to go see Obama and right. you're, you're not going to get to see it. It's like, right. so where do you fall, man? Are you, are you against these poor people who get these opportunities or are you riding with them? Uh, he, he goes on to say, I'm confused. Right. I agree. He goes on to say, but Jackson and Sharpton, who also courted arrest in public fashion are ontological ontologically never heard that word before ontologically addicted to the camera uh king used cameras to gain attention for the movement a fact west fails to mention in his attacks on jackson and sharpton the hypocrisy Mm. the hypocrisy is such claims is acute west likewise hungers for the studio and conspicuously so (laughs) (laughs) when he is on cnn extolling his prophetic pedigree there he is on msnbc uh, discussing his arrest in ferguson while footage of the event rolls there he is in the recording booth making hot spoken word or hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> making hot spoken word. Wait, hello. Did this nigga say he hungers for the studio? Yep. Yo. Dog. Yo, he just called him thirsty. He just said Aww. you were thirsty. Mm-hmm. Broke rapper. That is his the, the, sar- the sarcasm on that hot is so good. Because yeah. you, you know he didn't <laughs> oh mean my that. God. Did they, did they, did they act, did they ask him, yo, 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 son, tell, tell, tell them why you mad, tell them why you mad. I, I, I've been writing, you know, I, 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 this is my fourth album, dog, my fourth album. Right, here, it is. Yo, yo, this yo, this is, yo, this nigga Barry, yo, he's good, but I'm more but John Blaze than that. This is nigga Barry, yo, look, you know, when he got president, he got Secret Service and shit like that, but I'm Cornell motherfucking West. Right, you know, he got elected president. We just accused him of passing out mixtapes on the street that's right. crazy right oh i could have been he'd been like you know that barry he you know he got elected president he all right you know he all right you know he, you know, he got elected two times <laughs> uh so he Yo, says he country. that's all right this, this is this oh is uh now this this line right here might be my favorite uh he says there he is in the matrix sequels doing something he, doing something he's become tragic comically good at playing an unintentional caricature of his identity well damn wow oh say that again there he is in the matrix sequels doing something he's become tragic comically good at playing an unintentional caricature of his identity 
Oh. Mom, D, die slow. Damn. <laughs> I didn't know you could. I didn't that know you could combine tragedy and comedy like that. The only thing missing from this whole thing was I would have loved for him to just drop like uh something about Tavis Smiley. You know what I mean? Like just when grown folks talking, nigga, close your mouth or you know, <laughs> don't don't want to you little niggas got sickle cell or something, something like that. Yeah. Uh, it says, yes, fuck down and you only get half a ball. Fuck y'all, nigga. Right. <laughs> so then he drops his bonafides about how he lost his um. Uh, oh, he says basically Cornell West does not include women in a lot of his stuff, and that. Uh, yeah, yeah he, that was Melissa Harris Perry's issue. Yeah, and Emmy Emmy D was like, "Shit, I lost like jobs as a pastor because I was trying to ordain women as deacons." So it's like, you know, uh, but I don't know necessarily that he has the best record on sexism either. But he certainly has a better one than right. Cornell West. Which, when being petty, I'll allow it. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, okay. just. Like I'm here, I'm here for the pettiness. Like people kept interrupting me with facts and shit. Like one time he skipped me a line in the cab. I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. He's being petty right now, and uh, we either support this or we don't. Like I was waiting on, I was waiting on him to be like, and that time you ordered a water at Cadova and then filled it with soda from the soft drink fountain. How about that? uh he says as a freelancing itinerant non-ordained self-anointed prophet, West has only to answer to himself. Mm. he said you ain't no real preacher um mm. yeah he said prophets as a rule don't have tenure <laughs> to which i said to which to me to me read like i ain't a killer but don't push me revenge is like the sweetest joy next to getting pussy that's how it sounded to me like i don't yes. know <laughs> ambitious as a writer indeed yes oh my. uh playing it safe means that west doesn't qualify for the prophetic prophetic role he espouses uh not that red like never realize the precious time that bitch niggas is wasting um <laughs> west lack of under west lack of understanding of the prophetic tradition is perhaps most evident in his criticism of sharpton and jackson west insistence on only peripheral profits in, is undercut by the laws king helped pass the civil rights act and the voting rights act west remains an elite academic and can hardly be said to have ever been a true outsider um but he hungers to be that's true then he says but he hungers to be seen as rebellious like you Mm -hmm. ain't you ain't real he's like the kid whose parents were like like well to do but was just like yo man i'm in it right right yeah all the niggas at coachella Mm -hmm. why are you talking about me jim jim are you coming at me son uh west is a scold a curmudgeonly and bitter critic who has grown both wait who has grown long in tooth but sharp in tongue when lashing colleagues and allies uh it would be fitting for west to downsize his ambition and accept his role as a public intellectual social gadfly or merely a paid pest oh wow yo he's real he's real yeah this fucking girl what happened this is towards the end he says one of west heroes malcolm x said that just because a cat has kittens in the oven doesn't make them biscuits well goddamn that's an old school yeah yeah reference that's uh that's like, very country that's that's this, very country <laughs> that is man. Yeah. Well, you know, he, he did, he did used to be Malcolm Little before he was Malcolm X. <laughs> That's Malcolm Little. You know. Detroit Red. Uh, what I like yeah. though, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Noruda. Go ahead. 
No, no, I was saying, yeah. I didn't oh. have nothing else to add. So. I was going to say, what I... <laughs> no, thanks for stopping the podcast with your grunt. What, what I was really going to say is um, one of the things that, uh, that, that, like, in this section, it was basically him going, look, you're not a prophet. I know you want to be, but you're not, and that's okay. All right? So just mm-hmm. stop referring to yourself as that because you're not. He says, West likes to apply to the president. Um West, wait, West likes to apply to the president. West said in 2011 that my dear brother Barack Obama has a certain fear of free black men. Yet Obama wasn't too frightened to confront West. Obama barked at West, I'm not progressive? What kind of shit is this? Uh, <laughs> yes, my nigga. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think that was at like the um was the DNC or no the uh, historical what black kind of shit is this? Yes, man. Like yeah, and they got a nigga. so so they got a they got a um picture of when this happened. It was at the Nat 2010 National Urban League, and I was like, I've seen this picture before. I have and never you didn't seen know it. What it was? I've never seen it in this light before because it's always looked weird. Yeah. I'm like, I does it look aggressive? Look, I'm putting it in the chat, and then I'm gonna put it. Okay, I'll, I'll check it out later. Yeah, I don't know if you guys can see it. I'm gonna put it in. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll just I realize I, I put it in Skype too, but I let me mute know. his phone. Let me let me mute the phone. Then, yeah, I can. Right. I'll, yeah, I'll, so I'll so like this picture is clearly the president cussing this nigga uh, out. <laughs> it is clearly him oh, cussing man. him out. <laughs> And you can see it, and the reason I know that he's cussing is because there's a brother in the back, right? And the brother in the back looks like, oh shit, he just cussed, he just cussed this nigga out. Oh, the light skinned brother. Yeah, yeah, look at his eyes. His eyes like, like Yo, that's a like that's the face you have when somebody you don't think cussing cusses. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, do you know who the fuck I am? Right. He he had that like, is it about to go down? And look at Cornell's face. He's just like, ah, oh, I stepped in it. Yep. And look at Obama's face. It's out of focus, but that is a, I'm cussing your ass out. Like, hey, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely like, so you were saying some shit when I wasn't around. What's good, my nigga? Let's go. Yeah. Right. Look, we right here <laughs> between us by air and opportunity, nigga. What up? Right. And he says, other foul words were uttered, Wes added, and Obama cussed me out in his quote. So that's, <laughs> Wes admits that he got cussed out. So Obama ain't too scared. Um, no. he can have you killed. Man? Who the fuck's he what afraid of? What are you talking about? He said you're a, he said Obama's afraid of free black men. Yes. He said he's afraid of what free a black men. What a fucking insult. Right. What he tried to pull, insult. he tried to pull Obama's yeah. race card several times. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, he said, Obama is not afraid of Cornell West at all. Right. Right. Uh, yo, look, if I'm in charge of the most powerful country in the world, I fear no one. Yeah. Especially, especially if I can have you killed and no one will know. Because that's what presidents <laughs> well, the, do. They murder the people. Thing is, though, the thing is, though, what's even crazier about it is that Obama could fear somebody because he does have to answer the people. He has to answer the lobbyists. He has to answer to people who are sort of culture critics who can, you know, determine the shape of his legacy and talk mm-hmm. about him or whatever. But the thing that's hilarious to me is Cornell West thought he was going to be one of these niggas. Like, he thought he was going to be this <laughs> person yeah, like, who's going to shit I'm going to dictate your fate. Right. Yeah, he was like, oh, I'm going to make sure everybody thinks you're an Uncle Tom. I'm going to make sure everybody thinks you're an inadequate black man. And then, right. and then Barack was like, so my nigga, let's have this conversation, though. Yeah. 
so here's, oh, so here's, you were saying here's my second favorite line uh and make sure y'all peep the double entendre in this joint he says a photo of the exchange exists west frozen like a dear brother in headlights as he smiled broadly <laughs> <laughs> He's so petty. He's so petty. He's so petty. This, this shit yeah. made my yeah, night. Man. Man, you gotta give him petty vapor, dude. Like, he's <laughs> petty yes. Yeah, he's, he's petty rubble right now. Um, <laughs> so he said, he said, uh, as he smiled broadly and stood speechless, West has succeeded in shifting the focus of blame onto the black community. The affliction is theirs, something we shall call nihilism. And he, and I have heard West talk about this before, especially on Bill Maher's show. And I never really put it two to two together, but he's kind of right. He'll blame shit for in black culture on black people through a lens of respectability politics by just saying nihilism instead of saying like, oh, they need to pull their pants up or whatever. It's like, oh, right. right, like we're, we're sort of like so broken, like we're like, that fuck we just everything. don't care, so we'll right. just kill everything. ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, he says, Wes did as much That's to, fucked up. Wes did as much to slam the poor with his stylish postmodern update of ghetto pathology and blame the victim reasoning as any conservative. Um, he gave the notion ideological cover because it got a sexy upgrade from a prominent leftist. So people can say, mm-hmm. oh, it's these niggas fault ask cornell west uh, is nihilism um mm-hmm. uh, he called he called melissa harris perry the momentary darling of liberals liberals uh, uh but said that he prayed for her because she is in over her head oh hold on, i'm getting an echo for somebody yes right. i'm sorry yeah. sorry uh, i think uh, it's my phone oh okay all that's right. right are we good let's see one two one two yeah yo yeah 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 all right, i think yeah it's, i think it's gone yeah we good so he says uh yo, okay. Oh, wait, can I just say, though, I mean, this is getting into that type of shit where, you know, this is when I love educated niggas. This is why eight niggas also impress me. Because these niggas would never get to this level of conversation. These niggas just be shooting at each other in sweatpants at this point. True. Like, what's the mess? <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, I was reading this, and we're almost done, but honestly, I was like, um, you have to punch this nigga when you see him. Right, y'all. Fight him. Fight him. Yeah. Gotta fight him. I say nigga. Gotta fight him. Yeah. I, I, do it for projects. And it's a project. At some point, it's like, yo, I'm gonna see you at the elevator, and we gotta fight, dude. Right. Yeah, 9,000 words, we gotta fight. Yeah. They're gonna have to, uh, Y'all lock yourselves in the bathroom and y'all lock come out elevator. and pissed off that one of y'all is dead. Like, yeah, they're gonna have to lock in, lock in the elevator. They're gonna have to scuff some scholarly pads on their uh, elbows. <laughs> and... I want to see these two old black educated niggas with glasses fight so bad. I want to see it with That would be the best fight. It would be so many goddamn paper cuts from them big words coming out of each day's mouths. <laughs> Oh yes, I'll how, be there for that. How many dear brothers would be dropped? Because I'm convinced after reading this that dear brother just means nigga. Like I'm convinced. <laughs> yeah, the tone the tone says nigga. Yeah, the dear like the tone. My dear brother, and then it's always followed by a diss. Like I know what y'all guys are doing. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, it totally it smells of that. Like it's I want to. What when does Cornell give his rebuttal? Um. Well, he's yeah. been. Well, that's the thing. Cornell's been shitting on him for 
three years now yeah so this uh, is actually uh, the rebuttal that we're talking about oh no, you and then we have to wait now would rebut very he's gonna be very very sharp with that shit because yeah. the shit he came at melissa harris perry with was really od he basically called her unqualified and a puppet well it was yeah really alive yeah that's what i was about was to say really he said alive. he said um but he prayed for her because she's in over her head she's a fake and a fraud exactly he also said uh something like i love uh dear sister uh melissa harris perry but you know one thing i hate is lies and she's a liar and like okay you, know. you um, can bet cornell's gonna come back with that ether okay this is not gonna go unanswered oh it, problem. yeah what i was saying oh, well, is technically gonna, uh, te- technically in a debate to me this is the rebuttal to a bunch of okay, other shit. got it so like people are treating this yeah. like the first salvo this ain't the first mm-hmm. salvo this is a nigga oh, being like okay. like this is nas ether you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, so, mm, okay, so, we got, yeah. so we got uh the takeover. This is Ifa. Right. And now right. we're gonna get the little pitter patter back and forth or whatever. Right. In There's gonna be some hot ninety seven interviews. Yeah. Right, everybody gonna go in there too, cause I I think that this was him sitting on the stoop, just watching this nigga go up and down the street for years, talking shit about him, and he was like, you know what? One day I'ma say something. Nah, not today, B, not today. But then not it got today. to the point where it was like, you know what? Today's the day. Fuck you, nigga. This right. is how I feel. Yeah, yeah I need like the night. I need the night. Terry, can I just say, Terry, uh, the next time I run into a nigga in a bureaucratic, like bureaucratic situation where it's like, you know, I need my new SSA card or I need my new whatever boo boom. My new word for nigga is dear brother. <laughs> yes. Man, I went down the street, it was dear brothers on the corner and it was yeah. they was playing yeah. dice. And yeah, uh dear, dear brother please. Right. <laughs> dear brother please. Like when it's a black man driving the cab but he don't want to take you to Brooklyn dear brother. <laughs> I looked at no, him. It's gonna be, it's gonna be SAE members being like, they'll never be a dear brother in SAE. <laughs> yes! <laughs> That'll be a dear brother in SAE. <laughs> yes! I, I, I you just, can hang him from a tree, uh, but he'll never sign with me. They'll never be a dear brother in SAE. I, I can't, I can't wait for, uh, people to be like, I told you stop messing with them broke dear brothers. Oh, could you could you imagine uh like a uh, a uh, uh, white uh girl bringing a, a dear brother in her house? Her daddy be like, mm-hmm. I know you did not bring this dear brother up right. in here, dear bitch <laughs> ass dear brother. But are we? Are, can white people say the dear brother with an A? With an a, with an a. <laughs> no, no, no. That yeah. that is out. Fifty Cent keeps saying dear brother. How come I can't? Right. We took. We taking it back. We taking. We taking the black academic power out of that. Mm-hmm. It's brother. E R. Not A. Um, so yo, he said, Your brother's way so much more backhanded than nigga, though. It is, yo, because it, it's like, bless your heart. Than that, nigga. It's so it's, condescending. It's yeah. just, so yo, condescending. It's like, it's almost like, because I do it sometimes where I'll just yeah. go, you'll be fine. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the bless your heart of intro. Yeah, oh, yeah. Bless, yes, it's bless your heart of academic, right. academic. Uh, so he says, but these words meant nothing to Wes, who after all isn't a prophet. He had to remind us he already had told us that, but he, he brought it back. Uh, his finding fault in those who crave access is downright laughable. 
um west shamelessly flaunts his proximity to the rich and famous and takes pride in knowing there are powerful people who love and admire him and then he goes mm-hmm. into how like he he talks about meeting prince and then in his book he's like i had a discussion with a lovely intelligent latina turns out that was selma hayek um he's oh he, lord he got on a um yeah. <laughs> Wait, didn't he imply? Revealed. Didn't he imply that Selma Hayek and them glorious titties try to get at him? I didn't he imply that? I, he didn't. Michael Eric Dyson didn't bring it up. If he did, he may have, but he didn't Wait. bring it up. But this nigga said, "Turns out, like all Mexican bitches look alike." Like, right? Oh, turns <laughs> out she was well, he tried to. No, 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 no. Nah, no, he, he was trying to pretend. He was trying to pretend to like not want to drop her name right but then he totally wanted to drop her name right it's like it's it, 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 yeah the prettiest shorty on the planet like neruda it, it would be like if at like in episode 50 of three of negroes you just turned around and was right. like and yeah. gospel cat is actually, actually jill scott, scott. like we'd, we'd all be we'd like all what, be, the what the fuck, fuck? you know oh. Oh, just, <laughs> um, um so anyway where am i getting this echo from one two one two all right it's gone all right um so he says um uh what okay so wes had to screen a film for um uh warren Beatty, uh and he said when the film was on over warren turned to me and asked the sixty four thousand dollar question should i release it i didn't hesitate absolutely i said and so then the next line is from michael Eric dice he says thus we have wes to thank for Beatty's political comedy bullworth in real life in real life the one the one that John Gary, that terrible movie yeah. yes well if not for Bullworth we would not have gotten the musical classic Get Up Superstar correct Yes. Featuring Maya. Yeah, he says. Dirty. Here's the word. And that old dirty bastard, <laughs> rest in peace. Yeah. And the nigga from uh uh Fruit Cheese. Yes, maybe what I said that I said prize. Yeah. So he says. Uh, he says, uh, absolutely. I said, it's a fascinating critique on capitalism and market driven, market driven politics. I think it needs to be seen. And then that turned out to be Bulwer. So. Okay. Now I have a question Mm -hmm. because if you realize your friend is a cornball, right? right? You become friends with somebody in like 81. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) And you love them and shit, but like little things keep adding up. And by the time 96 rolled around, he tells Warren Beatty to put out Bullworth. When do you break up with the nigga before it reflects on you? Because now he looks crazy. It's like, well, you knew all this about him before last year. So why are you just writing this now? To have his back, I would say none of these, in my opinion, are... um, Breakup Breakup level offenses. All add up right it's a it's it's like when people get divorced and it's like well what happened it's like irreconcilable differences like well did they chill on you did they beat you did they get your std it's like no man it's a whole lot of little shit i don't like this nigga no more like (laughs) you know and it was cool till he started publicly talking shit about me then i was like fuck it i can't even be friends with you bro um, so, hey, yo, wait, wait, probably only asking that question so she can figure out how to pick up with me in yeah, like three more years. Well, we, we, well, we actually have, uh, audio <laughs> evidence. Like, how do I get rid of this pick of day, Rudy? Cause it's been building and what is it too late? 
because I didn't know that he was <laughs> Yeah, but then I would just compile, like like Roger said, yeah. like I would just compile the audio. It'd be little snippets from each episode of the Three of Negroes. Yeah. And then it'll finally be a breakup. I have like a, I have like a 30 minute tirade between the two of you that would just be proof positive right. that this just wasn't going to work. Yeah, we're all as an audience waiting for it anyway. So it's, it's fine. <laughs> uh, he says, well, like, uh, <laughs> he, he says another quote from his book. Uh, he says, I spotted Snoop Dogg and just like that announced publicly lyrical genius on the plane. Uh, I oh, can, wow. I can That's see, thirsty. I can see Cornell West saying that in my head though. Yeah. I can like I could just it, see it's him. It's very Don Kingish. Yeah, okay. it is real corny. Yeah. I could just see him like putting away his like over his bag in the overhead and seeing Snoop and just being like, "Hey, lyrical genius on the plane, dear brother Snoop, what's going on?" Trying to like shake his hand and shit. That would be yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. like, "Yeah, nigga." Yeah, Snoop, Snoop high as shit. Like I don't even know who this man is. He's like, "Yeah, dude, brother." Uh, West. He's like, "Guys." Uh, West said he was approached at Prince's home by a la- beautiful Latina who was overflowing with intellectual pa- passion. Evening's end, I told that sweet lady that it was a delight. As Selma Hayek went her way, and I went mine. Oh, uh, please. Oh, please. please, vomit, now, vomit. This is from, now this is from uh, Michael Eric Dyson, who says, Brother West, a book that owes his title, Living and Loving Out Loud, to another bold name, Bob Dylan, uh, because oh, Bob wow. Bob Dylan apparently gave him the idea for the name. I just think it's petty because uh, it's in the book that Bob Dylan gave him the name. <laughs> and he's like, and Michael Dyson still brought it up like, nigga, you ain't even come with the name for your book. Uh, that's so- <laughs> and not only did you not come up with the name of your book, but you got it from some white man. Some right. white man gave you the yeah, name of this The book. whitest man, Bob Dylan. <laughs> Uh, but he couldn't hush his enthusiasm when another president, Bill Clinton, invited him to the White House. So he's like, yeah, yeah, he called. uh Now, one of the insults, one of the insults, one of the insults he levied at Obama was he's Bill Clinton in blackface. So he's like, why'd you write this entire evening that you spent with the president that you, the first of many evenings and you talked about how you went into the early mornings and you only left because you had to catch a plane and you had to be at school. And he's like, West, his hypocrisy in the matter is radiant. West attacks. Wow. Yep. West attacks on me were a bleak forfeiture of thirty years of friendship. Um, oh, Jesus. A, thirty years. God yep. damn. I've lost. Well, he's out. He's coming out saying he's like my feelings is hurt. Yeah, I lost friendship. That's because it right of, there. I lost friendship as yeah, a lot of it. It. Oh, go ahead. What'd you say? Yeah, that's it. That's exactly what it is. I he lost betrayed yeah exactly yeah. i lost friendship as a collateral damage on his war on obama west memoir offers a poignant and honest accounting of his relationship with women and by extension his relationship with obama which he's basically saying obama is like a woman that turned down cornell's advances and he's a bitter nigga and he's oh yeah. he just called cornell west a twitter nigga that's cool yes now here's the last line and the last line is like you know ether he says his greatest op- his greatest opponent isn't obama sharpton harris perry or me it is the ghost of a self that spits at him from his own mirror god damn Ooh. wow jesus Ooh. I it's wish like I... that it's like the end of the r kelly when a woman set up um song and he's mm-hmm. like singing in the mirror yep okay never mind yo yeah uh, <sighs> yo that's you know what that is though that's some real hurt yeah then because yeah. 
that's some like that's some shit to say to someone. Basically, you ain't shit, and your old self knows that you ain't shit, and you were you're reminded of that every single day. Yep. So, man, this is the black academic trapped in the closet, man. I want thirteen <laughs> episodes, nigga. Yeah, I can't wait for Cornell to come back, man. Um, oh yeah, and like Ray said, I don't, think, like, I don't think his will be. I don't think his will be as long or as thorough. His will just be fire. Like he doesn't do this. He's not gonna research and bring out. No, he's not gonna research and bring. He's literally just gonna discredit him by saying you're smaller than me. Here, here's how you're not qualified. And and the 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 beginning of their relationship sort of gives Cornell the advantage in this situation because he's basically like, nigga, you were obsessed with me and I helped you. Like, how are you talking about me like that? Yeah, I don't well, think there's I... anything. I just want to know what intern he's gonna get to write it. Is you know like uh, <laughs> maybe maybe some right some white biographer somebody from, writes album liner notes and shit. Who knows? <laughs> he, he gonna go to somebody from Pitchfork and be like, can you write this for me? <laughs> <laughs> All right, start. It's gonna be that. It's gonna be that author from Rolling Stone who wrote the rape story. He's gonna yeah. hire her. He's gonna give her some new work. I know? would like to dictate this to you. All right, write this down, uh, dear mm-hmm. brother. Thirteen times Cornell West said dear brother, but he was really calling somebody a nigga. Um <laughs> All right. Uh look, we we this I this did take a while because it was long. Um so we're just gonna go. Sorry. Right. No, 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 no. no it, that's, that's it wasn't y'all. It's nine thousand words. Yeah, that's us. It was like I honestly was like, I don't even know if we should cover it because I knew we weren't gonna get be able to cover news or any of this shit. I'm fine with that. Um Your pettiness was just so good. Yeah, um, Yeah, this was yeah, we'll this, do. Is, this is big this is you know what this is this is big brains and big egos definitely that's what this is we'll do fucking with black people uh another time yes let's, sir. let's go straight to uh, oh some black people been fucking i mean with, these so, yeah. black people was fucking with each other true enough, like, 100 yeah. no nah, good point 100, 100 yeah everybody got everybody got 100 um so yep. let's let's go straight to uh ball alert the choices i'll let you guys consort amongst yourselves yeah, the okay. negroes and you right. guys can can pick number one okay, cool. number one being pretty doesn't keep a baller blog by at nick so fly 
number two so your baller wants to fly you out blogged by queen of anya number three young bird groupie tail i want to um i like uh being pretty doesn't uh help you keep a baller because that's really you're I like such it. a secret misogynist my god now that's still here pretty girls being told they don't deserve shit now that's still for the record there's still two more choices there's still two more choices uh, I, i'm almost oh, okay. done groovy tells another august alcina tale this time featuring dj era and number five is are you knowingly dating a deadbeat the deadbeat enabler by nova giovanni all right you guys <laughs> you guys pick from those enabler. <laughs> uh, i still i still gotta stick with my aunt i, I want to see why this guy says that being pretty doesn't keep because by all by all tent and logic it should right mm. all right so you're going one what about you ray uh, I kind of want to hear the bird one, but if you guys want to do the the not being pretty, that's fine. Uh, what about Wait, you? Never what's the second one? What's the second one again? The second one is so your baller wants to fly you out. Blogged by Queen of Anya. Okay, well, I take the second one. I don't mind that. I love Gucci. Neruda, right. you were supposed to break a tie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he doesn't have to. If, if, if he wants, if he wants to do the second one, that's fine. So everybody is is uh, kind of separated. Um, yeah. Well, the chat, the chat room don't get a vote. A vote for y'all. Y'all get the. Um, it's it's up to y'all three. So all right, fine. I'll just go with the first one. The all right. Jim chose. So now we're going with being pretty. Doesn't keep a baller. Blogged by at Nick So Fly um yeah this must be more of those advice columns sometimes they slip into advice uh okay yeah, to help help the uh fellow to have the have these groupies step their game up right mm-hmm. um and <laughs> i don't know why okay. this picture is the picture for it i don't but, know but who drew the eyebrows yeah it's a picture of a bunch of different uh eyebrows uh that are being drawn um somehow and <laughs> It says, but y'all don't know how to season chicken, but it shows how different like contours, eyebrows and shit like that makeup works. I don't, I don't see it, baby. Oh, uh, let me see. Oh, wait, am I off screen? What's going on with my camera, Karen? I don't know. You're black. I'm blank. Oh, let me refresh. Let me refresh. Give me a okay. second. That was weird. Uh, just give it a minute. Yeah, we're going back in. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't know what that picture is supposed to mean necessarily. Uh, I'll see. Can Sweet you time. send it in our in our room so we? Yeah, can see I'll it? send it. I'm gonna put it through Skype real quick, and you guys can see the picture yourselves. Okay. And then I'm gonna try to get back into the. What uh, is? Yeah, what the fuck is this? Right, it's like a like it's. I don't know why they think those two skills are related. It's like, well, if you can do this to your eyebrows, you can't season chicken. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's just a that's a guy who doesn't get laid. Yeah, uh, it's just makeup. It's not that hasn't like what are you gonna brush the chicken on like mascara? Right. All right, so I don't let me like put that. myself back on screen. Let's see here. There we go. There we go. All right, we're back, my dear brothers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll put dear the picture brother. in the chat so you guys can see it. All right, there we go. Contrary to popular belief, being pretty isn't your only objective in life when dating. Your baller, insert whatever words you choose if baller is offensive, needs you to be more than pretty. 
you know how to create a natural hairline with your lace closure you can design eyebrows from nothing your nails are on point and you pull together those labels you cannot pronounce like none other damn that's shade Yep. Mm. Like, there's, a, there's a lot there that has nothing to do like I thought she was pretty already why she got doing so much work right that's true well it's a lot of work to stay pretty because being exceptionally pretty requires work mm-hmm. yes it does right you can't, can't you know. athletes what have to you work out what athletes have to work out pretty girls have to put on wigs mm-hmm your pocketbook is withdrawing the soul and all loose change from your baller but is that all you have to offer you look good but outside of looking good what can you do are you financially smart are you a nurturer can you cross stitch that tear tear his favorite shirt can you at least season chicken or boil water what is your so cell- she's asking if you can be his mother what the fuck what is yo, your- he's, yo this guy is blurring the line between girlfriend and groupie yeah well this is a i think this is a woman by the way they wrote this it's n-i-k so fly so i think it's that so she basically stabbing at people who she feel who she personally feel like don't do shit but hey not doing shit got a lot of people rich and not doing shit is very uh beneficial to a lot of people now what is your right also i mean you know fucking is something that's a job right i mean yeah like there's no this is that fake feminism that I don't fuck with, where yeah. it's basically like, um, you know, they ask, well, not fake feminism. I'm sure there's literally no one at Baller Alert going, we're feminist. But there's like, <laughs> probably there's not. Like, right. There's, there's just this thing where it's just like, you're, you're just a pretty face. You are of no value. Right. And I'm going to teach you how to be of value, except for my whole, like, my whole essay on how you can be a valuable person is catering to a man yeah. who does nothing but fuck you and give you money. How is that yeah. an improvement? I'd rather not have to do anything and, and take the dick instead of having to raise this nigga and have him not respect <laughs> me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I was with her for most of that, but I kind of feel like, yeah, like, I mean, I think that women are beautiful for so many reasons. And it's like, a, a real nigga, like, I got money on my own, and I got money that's coming to me whether I fucking work for it or not. And if I spend it on you, it's because I feel like you're beautiful deeply. Like, you're brilliant and contemplating, and, and, and you're, you're someone that I, I want to know beyond just the fact that you could wear makeup or put eyeliner. But also, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you spend money on somebody when you have disposable income. So we shouldn't be, I shouldn't have to sew your button for you to buy me dinner because dinner is $5 to you. So like, this is crazy. Right. And he's already, yeah, in this case, the guy's already rich. So now I don't get to just be pretty. Look, rappers and actors and ballers and all these people who wouldn't have shorties if they didn't have money, need to stop expecting anything other than beautiful gold diggers. If you get rich so you can trap or bag shorties that wouldn't talk to you otherwise, when they behave that way, stop trying to be mad about it. Like, well, I can't for, demand for the record, for the record, the ballers aren't writing this shit. This is groupie on groupie hate. This is silly ass. Yeah, yeah. These are these are dear brothers at uh, at baller. Yeah, this is groupie on groupie. And people act like there's no uh, sweat equity in dick sucking. Well, uh, you're right. And not to mention, (laughs) you know, (laughs) not to mention, she is. Not to mention, she is actively like like this is one of those times (laughs) where you're telling somebody that got somebody one way 
what the fuck they need to do and it's not true like right if, if you know it's like how kanye got with with kim kardashian and people are, are be like wow why doesn't she cover up and be a real mom and just stay he loved her being nasty yeah. like right. let him do yeah. it and that's one of the all yeah. like say what you want to say about that couple one of the awesome things about them is when he puts out like nigga pictures of her like look at this nigga yeah like that's it's dope to so me sex positive yeah he's that's like weird not, he's right. shamed amber rose but it's like really sex positive about his I wife know. it's the weirdest thing it, yeah it's um, almost like it's almost like He's some kind of a it's hypocrite. It's a race thing, I think. But, well, I was going to uh, say, yeah. it's, it's almost like he's some kind of a hypocrite that only he cares about himself. Well, <laughs> but I, I mean, I wouldn't, I would never. Oh, right. I forgot. I, I forgot. I, I would yeah, never level sorry. that accusation at the dear brother Kanye West, but I'm just Yeah, saying. he's a prophet, though. He's a prophet. Right. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he totally puts her on a pedestal, and I do think it's race, race driven, too. Mm, it could be, though. I think it's, uh, honestly, uh, I think Kanye is about as racially aware as whatever Kanye is going through. So, like, I can, yeah. like, if, <laughs> like, if he was, like, if he was still with Amber Rose, he'd be doing that shit with Amber Rose. But yeah. then he's, mm-hmm. now that he's with, uh, Kim Kardashian, he does that shit with her. And if they ever break up, he'll be like, she ain't shit. And right. this is why. I, he, <laughs> yeah. You know what? Second thought, I could see that because he's so, like, he's so, Inter- he's like so unhealthily intertwined with his emotions yeah that like as much as he loves her he'll hate her just as much yeah he's fucked so, up so but that's like i mean that's a tell of a narcissist yeah but yeah. Uh, he's also always had a colorist issue and he's also always had like he puts white girls on pedestals he's done it mm. in his music over and over again but the issue isn't that we talking about this hating ass bitch who's yeah. writing this essay yeah. Right. yeah i ain't gonna try to defend that shit because he's just crazy i'm not you got it if, if you see it you see it because that nigga will be saying some different shit tomorrow what is your selling point besides the yeah i had enough of defending kanye you be like no nigga this is what he mean then he gonna let him in and undo it you be like fuck yeah <laughs> well that's what he said yesterday he had a point now i don't know what he's talking about <laughs> uh what is your selling point besides being cute with a great pocketbook by the way for those unfamiliar why are you selling yourself to men yeah okay, sorry and pocket pocket wanna, pocketbook this is supposed to be fun i'm sorry and by the way pocketbook fine, does mean pussy mm-hmm. so right. anyone, anyone that's confused all right so mm-hmm. what is your selling point besides being cute with a great pocketbook can you manage his actual pocketbook um his wait so now i'm not just fucking him i'm also raising him and being his accountant and i'm and i'm an accountant but i'm not paid Mm -hmm. yeah i might not want all the all of this i really might just want to be pretty and get fucked with one pussy my god (laughs) yo man look i mean i think we said it before but that's not what a baller's looking for. Right. He already got that. Wants a pretty girl right. to take to dinner and then go somewhere where everyone sees him with this bra. Right. That's what he's after. He doesn't want her to fucking wipe the wipe the mustard stain off his corner right. of his mouth. None of this that's- shit none of this shit is gonna come up until you find out he's cheating on you. That's like right. everything like you're doing your job is yeah. only only once he's cheating on you will he start bringing up bullshit like oh you never cook it's like yeah that's yeah you, you got caught cheating nigga don't 
Don't try to yeah, change the topic. Exactly. You didn't care about that until you saw the second bitch. <laughs> right. Why you even? <laughs> she don't cook either, by the way. Uh, here's the, <laughs> exactly. right. You pay people to Y'all cook order for takeout. you. Right. right. Here's the thing. Looks may attract your baller, but I, it won't keep them. No matter how great the sex is or how round your derriere may be, the sad uh, reality. Have you seen Drea? She doesn't raise her kid and she keeps her man. She's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. real good Fine. the sad reality is pretty checks and good pocketbooks come a dime a dozen and yeah. and you better well, yeah that's the point is that you think this baller is after this broad i'm like man i need to find this girl in bottle service so i can marry yeah i mean you got in the room she got cheated on twice and she's bad as fuck she is bad as fuck yeah. But that's also sort of taking the onus off the dude. Right. But it's not about the dude going to the club to find a wife in 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 bottle service. That's not the issue. The issue is that the woman has to somehow be wifeable or marriageable or like attractive or worthy of something when this is a nigga who's only worth anything because he has money. Right. It's like, well, you have to bring more to the table than he does, and that's garbage. Well, also, I mean, it's not your fault when someone cheats on you or leaves you right. or whatever. Like they're going That's to, exactly it. Like it's just the nature of uh, you know the relationships and mentality and maturity. Yeah, like why? How come we gotta be wifey material, but they never have to be husband material? Right. right. You I gotta. gotta well, I gotta turn him right. into. I have to alter my behavior so that he wants to marry me. But how about him alter his behavior so he's worthy of my marriage? And, right. and, how about that? And my thing here is that you're being very insulting to hoes. There are women that just like I want to be a motherfucking fuck. hoe. I want to <laughs> fuck. I want your money. I want this, yeah. but I don't want to be your wife. I don't want no strings attached i just want to come on ball alert and wipe and write my pieces and go about my business yeah that's the and other thing nothing wrong with that that, either. That, and if and look if and that's what the baller's after and that's what this groupie's after right. so let them go do that yeah there's don't, a there's don't. an assumption being made that the people in this don't have their eyes open or that the women involved in this are they don't know they can do better for themselves you know what i mean it's well, like not not just that girl. not just that but the same assumption on every woman which is well obviously you want to get married have kids and settle down with this yeah. guy. not everybody's There's goal prob- they don't this right. is a good looking broad in her early t- mid-20s or how old she is and she's just after some rich dick Right. Let her go fuck it's, rich it's, it's like, it's like even if she's forty, even if she's forty right. and after some rich dick, like let her have a good time. Yeah, like, it's like I said. So uh, I said a long time ago that like a vagina is like a lottery ticket for some people. And you just want to play that shit at some point. You know, maybe it works out <laughs> and you do end up, you know, getting hey, half, yeah. you know, maybe you end up getting half of Kobe Bryant's check. Maybe you don't. <laughs> men, men don't really have this option. So a lot of dudes aren't able to relate and that's why they turn to like haters about the shit. Right. And a lot of mm. a lot of women who don't have the option use all this moralistic judging and shit to right. come it, down it, but it, mm. integrity now. Right, but but the truth is like if if I could like trap Oprah or some shit, I would do that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yo, you yo, you'd be crazy yo, not to. If I got a contract for twenty five million over three years, you don't think I would be finding some dime bitches to roll around with? Right. You We'll like, be sorely mistaken if you don't think every, it's a every, Everybody's gambling. Like, the guy, the baller's gambling. Like, she could get pregnant, anything. Like, 
everyone's kind of playing their, the game and then this woman comes along like well if you want to get married like nobody's thinking about that right. they sure not shit to do that at uh pay less shoes is gambling like you don't well, see that's the thing she's right. she's she's mad because she has no shot unless right. she tries to tame those other girls and who are you the, know what i'm saying right and who are the it's people like, that are like have you ever met a dude who's like yeah um you know i was gonna cheat on her but she can cross stitch yo the only reason why i'm surrounded by billion chicks that i fuck with mm-hmm. and they're all amazing is because i ain't got no money and all i have is my mind mm-hmm. but if i had money i wouldn't fuck with none of these smart bitches i'd fuck with none of these none of these fucking just chicks that got a pretty smile and don't talk much that would be my key well i mean for you naruda if this if any of this was true you would have been with Gospel Cat because she did all this shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, she was a she was a regular. But ultimately, person. she wasn't pretty oh, enough. Right. Um, so she says, uh, no matter how great the sex is or how round your derriere may be, the sad reality is pretty chicks and good pocketbooks so don't dime a dozen. And before you say they don't, Google vagina rejuvenation and Dr. Miami. Doctors are building bad bitches with reupholstered vaginas by the truckload. Again, I asked, what is, what is your selling point? After a few trips to the bedroom, the pocketbook can't save you. You have to bring more to the table. You don't know how to clean. You barely got a grasp on elementary math. Your communication skills are beyond poor. If your pocketbook is... What is she talking wow. about? He's not fucking her mind. He fucking her pussy. I feel like she's subtweeting somebody. Yes, yeah, she... This is a yeah, personal she, attack. She's a hater. This sounds like a hater. And oh, I yeah, she's a hater. Like, she's a hater. Like, I hate to be like, you're ugly, so you're mad. But Because mm-hmm. I hate, again, to reduce women to look. But yeah, like, you're. it sounds like she's mad because she's ugly. It's like, let me level the playing field. These pretty bitches can't do this thing I do, so let me condescend to them. It's like, you're on a website called Baller Alert. Right. Like, why are you sitting here trying to teach somebody how to be a grandma? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about blowing niggas. Talk about right. that time that he fucked you into Pope and then didn't take you to say, talk about all that other fun shit that you talk about with athletes man i'm not interested in this moralizing shit it's like she's trying to recruit good women for sorority it's like blow me man right. let's just stop jakes and have fun if you're like gender respectability politics yeah it is it actually is and mm-hmm. and uh mm-hmm. I hate to do this on this baller list segment. But, yeah, that's an issue that I have with a lot of, like, feminists. And, Rob, you and Karen were talking about Bell Hooks the other night, and that's exactly what she engages in. She engages in the, like, feminist version of gender politics or or, or respectability politics where it's just, like, behave as a good woman so that every they respect all of us. And it's like, nah, man, the way to break down the barriers allow us to be individuals. Have fucking fun sometime. My God. And let me well, let me tell you something. I don't know what this chick looks like who wrote this, but I'm willing to bet that if she was a dime, none of this would get wrote at all. She wouldn't have wrote she, it. She wouldn't wrote it. She, no, she that's not be, true. There are beautiful women who who like to moralize in the same way. It absolutely would happen. There are definitely women who think that they are better than other women because they don't fuck readily or whatever. That's some internalized, like sexism it happens regardless of what your looks 
are yep mm. so she says yeah because i, I oh, to an extent i think it would be a little different i think that yeah she would she on it but because you kind of um pretty people have a privilege and a lot of times because she's already pretty she would basically tell the pretty bitches that they ain't pretty enough <laughs> like like it, it, it would mm. them out into some okay. other things. <laughs> well well the other thing though is um there aren't a lot of women period that have no life skills at all except being pretty right and no you can't and like for her to say that like these groupies have poor communication skills that's bullshit like why if 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 those girls couldn't talk to a dude like as she's saying they wouldn't be in the game right Right. she said if your pocketbook is withdrawing souls why are you still applying for commitment Oh, so basically, this, if your pussy, if your pussy, now fuck her. If your pussy, like, is, you wanted this, Jim. You wanted this. You did. Pick I this. did, and then I found out how shitty she was as a person. Great. Uh, it says <laughs> if your so basically, if your pussy is so good, why you why you ain't got a man yet? Why you oh. ain't married? Uh, why is she Why is she worried about her pussy? Right. But Ch- obviously, but didn't she just contradict herself? Because the way to keep a man is not just pussy. Right. Well, no, no, that that's her yeah. thing. It's she, yeah. she, oh, okay. she thinks her question is adding the example. Like, so oh, you so you got some good pussy, question. but you ain't married. Chances are he sees nothing else. But, but she a, doesn't sound married. Is she married? She I, just tell us. They don't. The they don't put a lot. This of, is how I got him in. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, they <laughs> well, don't put a lot of. Uh, what ended up happening is that her man cheated on her with one of these baller uh, groupies, <laughs> and now we got to hear about how how this girl ain't shit because I, yeah, her man cheated. Uh, on. Uh, 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 cheated with some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> cross stitching in the world. She didn't cross stitch a chastity belt for this guy. Like I did. Some other girl. Yeah, she's just home playing. Not gonna cry about Mary J. Blige and shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, it says uh, you might have. Wait, chances are he sees nothing else but a good time with you. You might have been a quest, and once he conquered you, that pretty face and cute tush does nothing for him. You have to appeal to your baller more than physically baller. <laughs> ballers right. are men Ugh, at their vomit. ballers are men at their cores and men need to st- be stimulated beyond aesthetics he spends thousands of, a month what on- man does she know <laughs> right she- uh, has she ever heard of a strip club he spends thousands a month a- wait a thousands on a month Ooh, her communication skills it should be a month he spends, uh, he spends- okay, her- you ain't got it either. <laughs> he spends thousands on month eating out. Save him some coins and cook a few times. Yeah. Hey, why if he's so rich, coins? if he's so rich, he's spending thousands to eat out. You cooking three rice-a-ronis ain't going to do shit for his life. <laughs> that is yeah, not this doing woman, anything. This woman just reeks of faulty logic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you don't know how to cook, YouTube and Sir La Table will be your saving grace. Everyone appreciates a home cooked meal. Start pulling his statements and create a budget. Ooh, you gonna get somebody cut. Right. <laughs> yeah, seriously, what's wrong with this girl? I'm gonna put you on a budget, sir? Yes, he doesn't have to watch his coins right now, but 10 years post retirement, he'll appreciate it. So she's assuming he's an athlete. Show him, show him where he is wasting his money and educate him on his finances. A pretty bitch is wow, easy to find. Why is she assuming that an, uh, that an, a male athlete would need a woman to come in and direct his life like that? Like he wouldn't have advisors. When you're a rookie, doesn't your team introduce you to financial planners? Like doesn't your agent yeah. give you, you all that? You, you know what? I'm, 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 I'm with Ray on this one. <laughs> 
Yeah, you breaking up now, Ruta. Hold on, never... Hold on he breaking up. I'm gonna call him right, call right back. Go ahead, Kay. What are you saying? Oh, I'm with Ray on this one. I I think this is very misogynistic. Even though a woman wrote it, it is very very misogynistic because yeah, yeah absolutely. You're very insulting to the hoes. You're insulting to the women that want to be wives. You're insulting to just everybody in the group. Yeah, it's also insulting to men. Correct. Uh, to be honest, because yeah. it simplifies men down to just these fucking dudes that need to be tricked in the relationships, which I fucking right. hate. Like, Steve Harvey does the same thing, which is, you know, I'm always amazed when dudes try to, like, co-sign that kind of, because they, they look at it like, oh, it's misogyny, so I agree. It's telling women what to do. But if you think about it, it's always like telling them what to do to tri- trick some simple-ass nigga. Right. It's, like, it's, like, it's always like, <laughs> you might have been a hoe, but make him wait 90 days, and he won't know. And you're like, yeah, yeah, see, y'all bitches need to stop fucking yeah. people. It's like, dude, you, so you that dumb? Anyway. Yeah, dear brothers. Uh, everyone appreciates a home cooked meal. Okay, so that, that. All right, so she, she, then she says, uh, pretty bitch is easy to find. A chick with financial smarts, not so much. Be the confidant and words of wisdom your baller needs. Challenge him. If you know he is at the top of the game, of his game in his career, challenge him to be great in the things he is interested in. The point is, you are able to make him feel like no other woman can. I always say, you can find a prettier or finer woman than me, but you will never ever find a better woman. Work on the intangible because when looks fade, that's all you have left. Nico Rose. Mm, looks can last forever. Ain't you had a plastic surgery? Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, the comments say Nicole says dying at the meme though. Carla Jenkins says, and before you say they don't, Google vaginal rejuvenation in Dr. Miami. Doctors are are building bad bitches with real poster vaginas by truckloads. She says, these two lines have me laid flat. Nick, you are so right. These chicks have to bring more to the label. Uh, remember at the end, everything sags at the end. Wait, oh, Lord. Did you say more to the label? Okay. Why are you reducing women to their looks? It's the whole point yeah. of this essay. Like, you know, it's just like, uh, uh, well, not all, yeah. not all women, the bitches they don't like. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Right. yeah. They're, they're you, very, I'm telling you, man. but she's yes. also, she's also acknowledging herself too. She's like, my looks are going to fade also. So I'm, I'm, I'm doing crossword puzzles. So right. I'm clever later. Yeah. Like that's really ridiculous. Like, so mm-hmm. you're also reducing yourself to your looks and you're like, okay, I have to build on top of this because I'm not going to be up to par later. No, and it's like, yeah. you're, so late. she's like i already did build on top of it you guys are and it's, oh, okay, and it's right. also but she up. also just she also just reeks of total lack of confidence because if yes. she really believed in herself as she says she does she wouldn't give a fuck about what these other bitches are doing she also Why wouldn't she be, care she also wouldn't say she's doing all this just for a man like, yeah. she'd be like i do this she's, shit for myself whole. right I, complete. yeah i do this for myself anyone who gets with me will also be part of my system. Like, like I do these mm-hmm. things. I'm looking for a mate that does these dude, things. She, and a dude who really appreciates that right. will see that. And will see through the woman who's doing it just to get him. Right, like she, right. Like, I don't want her because she's doing it for me. I want her because she's deep on her own. Right. she's doing it on her own. Because she built this work and did this stuff that I'm fucking respecting on another level. And right. then she feeds me. 
And I'm like, oh, that's she's funny. arguing. And at- she's also assuming that the dude is not whole himself. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. She's assuming that he's an empty vessel who plays basketball and gets checked. So right. he needs a woman to sew his clothes. He needs a woman to make his food. He needs a woman to manage his money. How right. do you know that there isn't some dude managing his own money or working with people manage his own money or cooking him all his own stuff? Maybe he wants a fun shorty because he got all that shit already. Right, because he's dumb. She's, she, I think she, I think she confused Baller Alert for the Dr. Phil advice column. <laughs> well, that's what it happens. It seems like she just went to the wrong website and was like, ah, fuck <laughs> this, and then went in and was like, no, no, you got to go to the Dr. Phil it's like when It's like when your friends are all having fun without you. So you like you end the party because you're the only one not having fun. This is Wanda from In Living Color. Yeah. I'm ready to go. Uh, Sandy Cheeks says, <laughs> "I'm ready to go." Sandy, no, but I'm having a good time. No, I'm ready to go. So what Sandy Cheeks says, "Why is her real eyebrows the width of a Q-tip in the picture?" Any dude Aww. that falls for a ba- that bad bitch deserves to starve. If you ask me, the only thing <laughs> the only thing she could do is draw you up. The only thing she could do is draw you up a meal uh so luscious says so luscious says cooking won't keep him either if he if he t wants you dub wants to be with you he will no matter what nico rose says, go ahead girl uh nico rose says at call of jiggas i was being honest lol i'm a bit silly at times if you could have been a fly on the wall for this conversation you would have been at all at the dumb ish that was being spewed she put ring spewed but i think that's a typo so as so luscious i never said cook would either my point was to work on the intangible you uh all right but you did say cook though yeah yo she i'm telling you she smells smells of just lack of self-confidence yeah i'm gonna just say uh sometimes i leave a comment on these at the end and i'm gonna say it's a lot of lonely ass cross stitching <laughs> financial planning ask her to cross stitch a broken heart meal ah! meal <laughs> cooking uh what else did she say they need to do for their man uh uh so a button manage his money she said he yeah. needs to manage his budget yeah i put financial planning statement. i put financial planning meal cooking um and then i'll also put confidant and sewing, you gotta sew. Confidant, ladies. The funny shit is between accounting and sewing, I know so many lonely chicks that are accountants that crochet. It's not even funny. So they must be mad at this motherfucking article. Yeah, I'm gonna say having a man doesn't really define the worth of a woman. But y'all got this. Look at us taking baller alert too seriously. No. Oh my God. <laughs> we, really we, did, we, did, we, did. we really didn't call out baller alert for all of its Id fucking inadequacies. Yeah, I, I well, I started it with dear sisters. Um, <laughs> oh, with an then, A, with an A or an ER? Uh, ER. Um, should I go with A? Should I go with A? Go with A. Go with A. Go with A. Go with A. Go with ER. Go with ER. So Naruto says ER. So I'm gonna go with ER. It's a lot of lonely. It's a lot of lonely ass cross stitching, financial planning, meal cooking, confidant ladies out there. Having a man doesn't really define the worth of a woman, but y'all got it. Dot dot dot. There you go. Woo! 
<laughs> all right so oh, yeah, they are, somebody might respond to that post well, nico gonna respond because you know she responds to everybody else anyway hold on right we can't hear you over music what'd you say no, sorry. I'm just saying that's because she don't have a baller. She'd be too busy fucking him. Well, she got time to, to fucking res- write this stupid post. She got time to respond when he's out fucking other hoes and she's cross stitching. So she takes some time to <laughs> reply to him. <laughs> 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 In between All right, man. Just let's let's get back to let's get to the the next game. The race. All right. Where's my music? Where's my music? Uh, boom. Now that it's time for some guest the race. That's right, it's guest the race time. Now that it's time for some guest the race. That's right, it's guest the race time. That's right, it's time for Guess the Race. The number one game show going across all of podcast land. We read and play news articles from all over the globe. And we ask our contestants today, the crew from Three and Negroes Podcast, to guess the race. And the chat room plays along. And they're racist. All right. Uh, here's our first story. A guy who plays football got caught um, fucking somebody in the um, dugout, the manager's dugout. Mm. Well, we just talked about this on our podcast oh so y'all already know no yeah oh, oh damn right. it we got used to know all right hold on wait wait i, I actually I, I think i don't know the race we okay, brought it up. We talked about it. yeah we talked about it but we didn't get into like uh his uh, picture or anything what's that y'all didn't y'all didn't get his picture or anything no, no, no. Okay, no. all right, well, here we go. A, I know, I know, I just won't say anything. All right, a semi-professional footballer has been sacked after he was filmed sec- having sex with a supporter in the manager's dugout. Striker Jay Hart can be heard laughing on the mobile phone footage as he was caught still in his club t-shirt with his tracksuit bottom around his legs. <sighs> the father of two, Hart, uh, 24, scored oh. with the woman after his team slumped to a 4-1 defeat. His team, <laughs> Clithero, uh, that's clit in it. <laughs> had been playing away at Mosley FC, who had promoted their final game of the season as Ladies' Day to attract more female supporters. Oh, so the ladies did come out. He was doing his part. Shit. I'm, now I want to know why everybody else wasn't fucking. <laughs> All right. Can I hear his name again, though? Cause I, his, name is, his, name, so. his name is Jay okay. Hart. Jay Hart. H A R T. No, he's not a porn. He's a <laughs> he's a soccer star. Uh, let's see. The face of the fan cannot be seen with that hours of the footage being circulated to teammates and fans. Heart was sacked by the club who play Evo Steak Division One North. Club chairwoman Ann Barker said that Hart had brought the club into disre- disrepute. Um, she says any players while wearing a clitoral tracksuit represent the club. Um, she also said, oh, if you can't, took the suit off. Yeah, she took the suit off. She also said, if you can't sew, then how you expect to keep them? Yeah. Um, we expect, a, <laughs> we expect a certain level of behavior and discipline, and that wasn't it. Heart of Accrington, uh, Lanks said, I'm full of regret. I've had, a, I'd had a couple of drinks. I was away from everyone and thought I was hidden. Clitheroe boss Sam Gardner has also told Hart to return his club tracksuit. Ugh, they want it back after all that? You mm, keep it. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, so guess, guess the race of Jay Hart. Oh, um, 
Well, Jay Hart sounds white, but he plays soccer. Hmm. I'm going to say, I'm going to say he's Latin. Ooh. All right. What about you, uh, uh, Jim? Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm really, I was riding on the Jay Hart as a white dude. And all I can picture is uh, Kenny Powers from Eastbound and Down. <laughs> like this. So uh, I'm gonna go with white. All right, I'm gonna. Go. I gotta go with white. Check the chat room. They say soccer likely white. Sounds like yep. he was bending her over like Beckham. White. Oh Lord. White. I didn't know I couldn't do that. Anglo get set get sex for losing. White bending it like Beckham. White and white. <laughs> the correct answer <laughs> is white. Ding. Ding. And that means that Neruda got it wrong. Let me play my booze for Neruda. <laughs> and I'll put his picture in the chat. Now, I, they say he's a father of two, but they never say if he's married, if he has a girlfriend. Like, Yeah, I caught that at the top. I was like, I well, He doesn't have any more. I don't got a girlfriend no more. That's how you know he's white, by the way. The fact that well, I mean, I, I, yeah. they didn't call him a deadbeat. Yeah. That was a nigga. They would have been like, uh, the, mo- mamas. the mother of his children was very disappointed. We went and found her. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Exactly. Um, Fuck Tyrone. I mean, I've had a lot of public sex before, and so I just, you know, <laughs> I, I was. I was uh, I was I was trying to keep it on our side. But what, yeah, I guess what's the most like, uh yeah. what's the most public place you ever had sex, Naruto? The most public? Yeah. I mean, I've I've had sex in uh I've had sex in He's having in sex on this open. podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've had sex in parks, I've had sex on subways, I've had sex when I was in college I got fucking removed from two rooms by security. Because we had a room where you could just check your email and shit. And I fucked a girl right in front of people while they were checking their email. Damn. Uh, (laughs) Did they know or did they, y'all were low key about it? The the people checking their email? Yeah. Someone reported me. Oh, damn. Yeah. I didn't learn from that. And that's why I'm off Facebook right now. (laughs) <laughs> all right well uh that was a that was an interesting detour um <laughs> story number two i'm so happy chilling words mom posted online after dumping disabled son 21 in the woods with just a blanket for five days as it Shut em- up. as it emerges that she has been admitted to a hospital Oh, makes sense. Uh, this is the chilling message of a mother wrote on, uh, wrote on Facebook a day after allegedly abandoning her quadriplegic 21 year old son in Pennsylvania woods with just a blanket, a blanket and a Bible. I'm so happy. Naya parlor 41 commented under a new picture of her cuddling her boyfriend on Tuesday. Oh, so she, <laughs> she, she did him like, um, gabriel and uh the walking dead all he needed was the word and he just just laid him outside and hoped that protected him yep. i'm so happy so she says just 24 hours earlier police say she wheeled her care dependent son into a park near their home in southwest philadelphia born and raised on the playground anyway and left <laughs> and left and left him there before going to say with her par- stay with her partner in maryland Relative. Wait, time out, time out. I had a question. You yep. said that she left a quadriplegic with a bottle? Like, how can you put a Bible? that? No, not, a, a Bible. not a bottle. A, a Bible. Bible. 
A Bible. Oh, Bible. And a blanket. A blanket and a Bible. Yep. Um, relatives who have been contacted by the boy's school when he didn't turn up to class on Tuesday commented on Parlor's picture. Naya, can you a- call me ASAP? And how the hell you happy? How, this is my favorite comment. How the hell you happy? Call me. <laughs> how the hell you happy? Yeah. Uh, and, and how the hell you happy has question mark, exclamation point, question mark. Yeah. Um, on Sunday, police said Parla will, will be arrested as soon as she is released from hospital, uh, from the hospital herself. Parla was admitted to a Maryland facility on Sunday for an undisclosed condition and faces charges including aggravated assault, reckless endangering, neglect of a care-dependent person, kidnapping, unlawful restraint, and false imprisonment, according to police in Pennsylvania. Yeah, damn. Well, her treatment is complete. Oh. Yeah. Oh, well, can I just, just by the, the list of charges, I'm going to say she's black. Right. I mean, probably sitting in the same back. Okay, go All ahead. Right. When her treatment is completed, we will take her to court, and she can either waive or fight extradition, Captain Paul Starks of the Montgomery County, Maryland Police said in a statement. Um, Pollard left her son, who has cerebral palsy, um, lying in leaves and covered with a blanket uh, next to a wheelchair while she... Oh. While, while she left town on a romantic getaway with her new boyfriend john ferguson uh he, he was found on friday night near Cobbs creek park police believe that he had been there for five days and the last time he and his mother were seen together was on easter sunday oh damn she then Yo, this is the worst person i've ever heard in my life she then boarded a bus to visit uh to visit ferguson in maryland uh said lieutenant john walker walker said the victim was found around the corner from their home and he described the scenario authorities believe that had taken place she pushes him about 150 yards from the highway into the wooded area <gasps> takes him out of the wheelchair lays him on the ground puts a blanket over him leaves a bible with him and then just walks away during the period he was exposed Ooh. to the elements the young man was completely defenseless in an area with wild animals and no water in the cold and damp weather it's only by the grace of god that he survived this is amazing contacted in maryland after the young man's school became concerned about her absence the victim's mother told relatives and authorities that he was with her (laughs) she was lying like shit obviously her statements made the week made during the week were not truthful he said her boyfriend however assumed other relatives were caring for the young man and was in shock when he learned what happened uh i believe him because that's not the kind of shit you tell somebody so i do believe the boyfriend didn't know uh, I do too. A 16-year-old son also residing with the family is now in care of other family relatives. Uh, she could have let, let the He's 16-year-old back. take care of him? Wow, that's fucked up. Um, so they, she had a 16-year-old in the house. She still willed the 21-year-old out to the woods. Wow. And left him there. <laughs> wow. She could wow. be like, watch your brother for a little bit. Right. Walker said the son was hospitalized with dehydration, malnutrition, and a deep cut on his back that caused concern about potential infection and possible eye injuries, but he appeared to be improving. He seemed to be a little happier yesterday. You could tell. You could tell he knew his family was around and felt more comfortable. The 21 year old who is nonverbal and suffers from cerebral palsy is now in Philadelphia Children's Hospital with his aunts where he is being treated for dehydration and cuts to his back and eyes. 
officials told nbc philadelphia her son would have died if he hadn't spotted by wasn't been, hadn't been spotted by people walking along a nearby street this kid is obviously a fighter it's just unbelievable now how we found him last night it's heartbreaking to see how another human especially a mother could treat him like that lieutenant walker philadelphia police said um so yeah man uh guess the race uh what's her first name uh not <laughs> Yeah, Naya, N-Y-I-A, Naya Parlor. Oh, that's a nigga. Yeah. Dear sister. Ha! Yeah, yeah. So, Neruda went black, Ray went black. What about you, Jim? Oh, I'm going a Bible next to... to I said black, too, yeah. Some all right mama gotta have a life too black says black rock <laughs> <laughs> jody, 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 jody. jody she thought he should have been okay because white people love camping that ball alert article said nothing about me being a good mother though former five-star chick now five <laughs> now five digits on her inmate number black oh black <laughs> holiday heart black dear sister most deaf black no doubt black black she would have missed him uh when the government check stopped coming wick recipient black should have should have sent him to uncle phil black the (laughs) 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 oh god (laughs) the correct the correct answer is black Black. everyone got it good good not good good hello and I put the picture she took with the dude in the chat, and I'll put it in Skype if y'all want to see it. Yeah, they, oh yeah, they oh are yeah. so booed up. It is so fucked up, man. She like, I finally oh. got, finally got the man that God oh. sent me. Look, right. man, I didn't know Freeway was oh. doing it like that, but all right. Yeah. Oh, the Facebook posts are hilarious. She looks like Gospel Cat. Maybe it is. She. She, yeah, she did look like Gospel Cat probably with a black Israelite. That's the best. All right, man. And let's, I'll, I'll, I'm not going to sing the music, but we'll just go to the bonus round. round. Um, let's see. I'll just pick an old one since I don't even remember these. Let's see. Man caught in road rage incident apologizes for spitting on a woman's vehicle. <laughs> oh. Uh, let's see. Uh, white, white, white. After video of his road rage went viral after speaking with local police, a Texas man has come forward to apologize. Rashad Ben was caught on video spitting on the windshield of Julie Nolan as he drove. Oh, wait. What's up with these pop ups on the grill? What are you doing? Um, as she drove with her four year old down to Austin streets, she says she, he, he, uh, she says he pulled over and got out the vehicle three separate times. All right. Let's hear the video i think they have it in the news article if if this is still working it's kind of old it is a road rage video that went viral it happened on austin streets and now the man accused in this has something else to say i came here to apologize to my family and to mrs nolan and the community for acting the way i did and um with my obscene language and obscene behavior Rashad Ben came to KVU with his mother about an hour ago. Julie Nolan caught him on video in a fit of road rage, spitting on her windshield while she and her four-year-old drove along Berkman Drive in East Austin last week. Nolan said he pulled over and got out three different times. Ben says seeing the video has taught him a lesson. 
to not let your anger get the best of you because it could get you in trouble or it could have someone hurt and to just let things go. It's not that serious. Uh, after this video went viral, several people, including a KVU employee, said they saw similar run-ins with Ben. Before stopping at KVU, Austin police confirmed he spoke with officers about what happened. All right. Uh, guess the right. So guess the right. That, that crack is white as fuck. All right. Um, I'm going to go uh, Timothy McVeigh white. <laughs> All right. Hmm. Uh, he said his name was Rashad. Rashad Ben. Yeah, that's that's the dear brother. All right. Like, Let's check the chat room and see what they believe. Uh, Armad- Armadillo White? What? What does that even mean? <laughs> does, that, does that have a, a, a secret meaning or something? That's, uh, I've never heard that yeah, phrase. That was new. Rashad with a taxi, not a bucket of uh, Popeye's Arab. The color. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, 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 that's the thing. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's a good point. I, mean, I didn't want to make him black because his name was Rashad, but I heard Ray and I heard that. But yeah, I still think he's white though. So. I want to. St- I gotta stick with my god. It's too late. I already subscribed. No, nah, you can. You can. You can change it change before it. we oh, get an really? answer. Um, I made. Then I wanna. I kind of want to go Arab on it. All right, so we got white. Yeah, Arab. we're gonna piggyback off this chat room. Okay, um, so are you changing that. yours too, Ray? Yeah, I'm going Arab. I'm going All Arab. Right. Got Arab, Arab, and white. All right. Um, the color of Cornell's face turned while reading that ether from Michael Eric Dyson. <laughs> uh, ben Affleck White, he got to speak to officers on his terms. White Rashad, he working corp- Rashad, he working corporate, but he black. South <laughs> South by <laughs> South by Southwest Muslim. The correct answer yes, is. is and only one person in the chat room got it right. The correct answer is actually black. black. He was oh, a black no. man. Yep. Oh. Yep. Let me. Uh. Why can't yeah. I find my booze? Anymore? I just stick to my instincts, man. Yeah. Let me boo y'all real quick. <laughs> and then so a couple. One person got it right. So here you go, buddy. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah, what y'all couldn't hear, what y'all couldn't hear on the news video because they kept blanking it out, is that at part of it he said, um, "Yeah, black power," and then spit on her windshield. But they, yeah. for, <laughs> oh, that would have helped a lot, right? Yeah, for I don't know. Why, look, the news edited that. Yeah, I didn't choose article. that. And it, also, it blank, it beeped out when he said "white bitch." I don't know why it bleeped that out, but that, yeah, those clues that helped too. Yeah. Uh, all right, man. Let's go into our final story, which is sword ratchetness. And he's dead. That's how it happens. Um, a woman goes premenstrual postal flees home with hershey's bar and samurai sword well damn if she would have just had some delicious ice cream karen maybe she'd be okay moody doesn't quite cover it volatile would better describe the way some of us are lucky enough to feel the week before our period 
i'm considering starting a support group for those of us that suffer pmdd also known as psychotic menstruating diva disorder wow this person got jokes who wrote this don dom okay of huffington post yeah i hate when they editorialize um on this joint um let's get to the news part of this uh she keeps talking about how bad her periods are they're pretty bad uh there's not even a link to what really happened you know what i veto this we're out we'll do another do a different sore ratchetness that's terrible yeah she wanted to thank you ron she just wanted to editorialize about her period though (laughs) that was weird you know bitches get a hard period you got to kill somebody like all right we get it ma'am yeah i went and bought that pms ice cream and it still didn't fix the problem all right how about some upper class sword ratchetness all right a a polish prince hopes to strike down (laughs) he hopes to strike down an asshole politician with his dad's sword oh shit this motherfucker made he made a youtube video i'm putting it in the chat and i'll put it in the um (laughs) a youtube video yeah i'll put it in the uh spreecast chat and i'll put it in the skype chat you guys probably have to watch it later but this motherfucker got on like a suit and he's holding the sword sitting in like the most regal of motherfucking chairs (laughs) like he that that look like that sword came from nepal problem your time yeah it's definitely one of those like you don't come from this moment um the uk independent is he, is he jamie lannistering on this shit? <laughs> yeah, he got one gold hand and shit uh <laughs> the uk independence party leader nigel farage seems to spend half of his time asserting that ukip is not a racist party uh you and the other half apologizing for his party's racism UKIP- uh <laughs> wait a minute it's really racist it's like it's worse than the tea party because they're like tea parties are like immigrants are trying to steal our jobs but the uk independence party is like keep britain white yeah. <laughs> ukip's anti-immigrant rhetoric has many critics but one of the most vocal and most sword owning of them is yannick Zelensky who is a self-described polish prince who literally challenged farage to a duel over the weekend in a, oh, U- nice. in a youtube video posted this weekend Zelensky brandishes a sword he says belonged to his father a polish aristocrat and war hero he explains he's finally had it with ukip and would like to cut down their leader on behalf of britain's polish population oh lord <laughs> dog that's so much realer than what we do here holy shit oh yeah yeah mexicans were just coming like just rolling through texas like what are we about to murk all y'all with swords you keep talking crazy that's amazing could you just picture like Rand paul being like yo dog fuck mitch mcconnell dog and on some real (laughs) shit i take my daddy's sword and i cut that nigga down that's how it is right Yo, they like the British. They punch each other and shit. They cut yeah, each other like out. It's real shit. crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's it's not like here in America. We're very civil. Well, I mean, compared. our yeah. most our most uncivilized moment is like when people like when dudes say you lied to Obama. Right. Yeah. It's not like that. Oh, day. it used to be real crazy back in like the eighteen hundreds. Though they'd be like, "Your mom's a whore." Like in the middle of the floor, yeah. hey, my, like, I my, your wife right <laughs> shout out shout out to my nigga andrew jackson man y'all need to do <laughs> do your wikis on him dog he the trailer's president of all time like i wouldn't yes. like i can't fuck with him because he still was on that slave shit but he was he was and, uh, and also murdered all the native americans mm-hmm. they put them on the trail like he, he was, but he was trill on the floor he sure was he was so trill like he killed a nigga yo 
he he had a duel. He had a duel and killed a dude. Oh, you're thinking, uh, um, yeah, that was Andrew Jackson, wasn't yeah, it? He, Alexander Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. Aaron, or what's it? No, it was Aaron, Aaron Burr. Burr. You're thinking somebody Aaron else? Burr. Aaron yeah, Burr. Aaron Burr. Andrew Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, man, this motherfucker was like, I'm like, I gotta kill somebody. Yeah, he was like, oh, somebody you said I'm a liar. You said I steal money from the treasury. You gotta die. Yeah, <laughs> like, 1806. Andrew Jackson kills Charles Dickinson in a duel. Okay. On this day, 1806, future president Andrew Jackson kills a man who accused him of cheating on a horse racing bet, and then insulted his wife Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> That's so trill. Like if if it wasn't for his horrendous, horrendous policies on race and uh <laughs> and gentrification and killing native americans if it wasn't for that oh man i'll have to i will fuck with andrew man <laughs> like oh you what you say uh fucked up my bet my wife's a bitch okay <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> hand me my dueling pistol um yeah. and so he says i've had enough of the discrimination against polish people in this country the most idiotic example i've heard is from mr nigel farage blaming Im- immigrants for traffic jams on the m4 he gonna kill them over <laughs> traffic jams <laughs> damn he's like oh you oh we cause the traffic oh we get my sword he invented <laughs> baby go get my fucking sword yeah baby go get my killing sword <laughs> Go get my killing sword. <laughs> not the not the decorative one. The killing not the sword. The beaming sword. The, <laughs> the real sword. one. Yeah, get my daddy's sword. He invited Farage to settle their disputes like gentlemen with swords in Hyde Park some morning. But perhaps since that Farage is not a gentleman, he offers up an alternative of a debate before next month's general election. I'd be scared which, to do that shit. You still might cut me. Yeah, which UKIP is projected to pick up around 15% of the vote. Farage, an asshole, took the opportunity to remind everyone he thinks it would be better if Poles just stayed in Poland. I would have thought that a Polish prince with a long oh, Polish lineage would rather agree with me that it's complete tragedy for Poland that has lost so many of its brightest and best young people. Uh, oh, wow. About the sword, he said, it's an impressive sword. I don't have one, but I'm sure we could find one if we had to. But I'm not intending to accept the offer. Uh, so, yeah, I, don't, I wonder what this video sounds like. Let's see, Polish prince. Here challenges. is a statue of my father, a 30-foot gold statue in Poland. Prince Andrew Zielinski, my father, led a victorious cavalry charge against the Germans in 1939, saving 6,000 Jews in the process. He was a war hero. This is my father's sword. I'm his son. I have his blood. I've realized that now what I have to do is to stand up in defense of my people in this country, in the UK. I've had enough of the discrimination against Polish people in this country. The most idiotic example I've heard of has been Mr. Nigel Farage blaming migrants for traffic jams on the M40. Enough is enough, Mr. Farage. So what I'd like to do, Mr. Farage, is to challenge you to a duel, an offer of a duel, if you agree. I would like us to meet in Hyde Park one morning with our swords and resolve this matter in the way that uh, an 18th century Polish aristocrat and an English gentleman would traditionally do. Are you up for it, Mr. Farage? Do you agree? Alternatively, if you don't agree, or if you're sword is a little bit rusty mr farage we can meet for a different kind of duel a duel of words in a tv studio in the run-up to the elections i'm up for it it would be really nice hopefully you will agree 
that is the most polite way to say i will kill you <laughs> that's a nice gangster he says he's, he's yeah. like i want to kill you with a sword in the they should have had like fucking a symphony playing behind him right oh my god wow that's amazing wow he's so elegant he's such an elegant uh <laughs> this is wonderful yeah it was beautiful right like it's <laughs> if it if i wasn't anti-sword you know like i would totally be on the good side that's that's the closest i've ever been convinced to be yeah they almost turned you they yeah. almost turned you man just because he was so nice about it he's just so like if if it would please you then maybe we could have a duel in the park by the daisies like all right <laughs> i guess that makes sense then you get out there he's like ah you're like oh damn it's crazy so a motherfucker again um all right man three of negroes it's on itunes and stitcher make sure you guys check them out they're hilarious yep. guys they're hilarious funny hilarious show man yeah I, I listen to it every time it comes out um yes and then uh make sure you guys follow them on twitter they're all on twitter um it's at ray sani mm-hmm. uh at uh gym search yep and they rooted what's yours man at yeah, there you go. At Neruda Care Bear. That's what it is. Um, so make okay. sure you guys do that. And then they also have an at three of Negroes, um, then, then spelled out. Yeah. yeah and, yeah, hit that up. and we also, we also, we also got, got a show coming up on April 28th at the Bedford in Brooklyn on right. Bedford Ave, North 10th and 11th. All right, it's, our new, like it's our new venue. Right, we're getting a weird, out. getting a weird echo right now. It, we were doing so good, guys. We yeah, I, there we go. All right, are we good? Yes. So tell uh, them, where, tell them where it's at again. Yeah, oh. the the show's at eight o'clock, uh, April twenty eighth on a tu- Tuesday night at the Bedford one ten Bedford Ave between North tenth and eleventh. We got a killer lineup. We're all gonna be there. It's going to be dope. So if you are in New York City or the surrounding area, come out and check out a Negro. We will appreciate you and love you for being there. All right. Yeah, go support them, guys. And we'll be back uh, tomorrow, man. So yes, uh, thank will. you, everybody, for checking us out. And Thanks for having us, man. No doubt, man. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. Can I say um, also uh, rooftops, staircases, Oh and, God! Uh, go home, Neruda. Oh, go home. No one cares about I'm his just, dick. Thank you, Ryan Harris. Oh, those are oh rooftops and staircases. Okay, okay, okay. That's not bad. Yeah. I no, did. no one cares about his dick. You don't care about his dick. You are there are there no care. are there no cars in um uh, no cars Neruda? There's been a few cars, uh, okay. yeah, but uh, I was like that's fully public. I mean, people didn't see me. Mm, okay. well I'll, I'll say from experience you can be seen in a car it can happen <laughs> and those, those oh Rod you nasty yeah, nasty those, Rod and Carrie you nasty those white ladies will be terrified I'll just tell <laughs> you them to death. Choose, choose a nice spot guys um, alright man we'll talk to you guys tomorrow until then love you I love you too baby alright thank you <laughs>